0: sleep on the floor of her playpen oh she's up now (laughs) and my cat is in my bed sleeping
1: okay your tumultuous day is over uh
0: i hope so i really hope so that was (laughs) it was a lot and i'm so very tired from it but at least she's feeling better
1: sounds like it sounds sounds it sounds like (laughs) it sounds real wild hey what what photo is this Okay, here we go. But yeah, it sounds pretty wild. I'm I'm glad that everyone is back home and back to normal. Mm. Anyway, let's see. Where are we after another long hiatus? I know y'all getting tired of these long (laughs) hiatuses. I gotta always start the episode like, After another hiatus? but let's see anyway guys we are back this is episode 66 of I don't have a name for this yet podcast and I'm your host A1 and I have a new Lamborghini outside
2: oh
0: nice
1: (laughs) (laughs) and you are
0: I am Jen Walters and what do I have Oh my gosh. I wasn't prepared.
1: And now day. I have a healthy puppy again. <laughs> yeah. like, I have a healthy
0: puppy again. that
1: is good. Healthy puppy is always great to know. <sighs> we missed you guys. I know it's been a long time and someday we're gonna get this together. <laughs> one day. <laughs> one day we're gonna get it. I know people people have been like, What's the next one? When is the next one coming? And, you know, sometimes it's hard to tell, but just trying to trying to balance it all, trying to balance life, trying to balance parenthood, trying to balance, you know, your personal life It's it can be it can be a bit taxing at times. But I think we're here because this is this is our this is our uh, trip out of the the ghetto to our deluxe apartment in the sky. So we got to make it happen. Yeah, man. (laughs) Like, you know, speaking of that, like that is one of my one of my dreams. Is to have a deluxe apartment in the sky, but uh, let's see, where 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 should we start? I guess we can start with um, what's this? Oh, watch! I guess we can start with uh, the Super Bowl halftime show. We got to finally touch on that, give our thoughts on that, and then we can really get to the shits. Okay. All right. Did did you see did you see the halftime show?
0: Yeah, absolutely. What
1: you what you think about it?
0: I liked it. Um, I know that some people had some um, comments about, especially the Mary J. Blige songs. But again, the purpose was songs that Dr. Dre produced, and so I can't remember exactly what song it was. everyone was like, "Why didn't she? Why didn't she um, perform this?" Like Dr. Dre did not produce it. But I thought it was a good show. I thought it was very nice to see. Um, black people represented as how black people wanted to represent themselves. Um, With it being in LA and having Snoop and Dre and Kendrick, I think it was really important. And like, just really paying homage to what what LA is. Like you had them Crip walking in the Dickey suits. Of course, Mm -hmm. Snoop came out in his full blue bandana suit. They had, I cannot remember the name of the restaurant on this set, but it's like a rest—it's like a staple restaurant in LA. And was it Roscoe's? No, it was, I don't think Cafe something. And it's like, when I saw it, I didn't know that, like just off the bat, but it's like the camera panned and I saw the sign, I was like, oh, what's that? And I Googled it and it's like, oh, that's a popular restaurant in LA. Like it's part of LA culture. And then there was a club also, I think it Club Eden Eve something, but there was a club. I looked that up too. That was a popular nightlife spot. I think it was in the nineties or since the nineties
2: in
0: LA. Cause yeah, it's like when I see stuff like that and that's just the type of person I am, when I see stuff like that, I'm like, does this mean something? Cause they, I feel like they know that they had an opportunity to bring their culture to the national stage, and they wanted to do it how they wanted to do it. So they took things that were important to LA or important to their part of LA because I think we all know that there's a part of, there's an LA that's not Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, and Kendrick.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> but they decided, they were like, no, we're going to bring what is important to us, what is our culture to everybody. And it's like, even looking at when you had all the, dancers in the dicky suits if you really think about it, like you can somewhere in some movie when they have gangsters you generally have someone who's dressed like that oh, so you yeah. have someone who's dressed with a flannel buttoned all the way up or they only have the top two buttons but all that stuff comes from la and then you have people who are like oh my gosh they're gangster rappers blah blah but they still put those elements into their mainstream into their white america comedy and they try and make it funny, but it's like, but you got this from someplace else. Mm -hmm. And so now we get to present it to you all as we want to present it to you all. We know what the real roots are. We know this is our actual culture. And instead of you all getting to pick and choose when you want to demonize it or when you want to turn it around and make it funny. Like we get to we get to own it and we get to present it as we want to present it. So I thought that culturally it was I think they did a good job. I think the performers did a good job. Mary J. Blige looked fantastic.
2: Always.
0: <laughs> um, I know people are getting on 50 Cent, and I'm just like, he's not about to be the same size he was in 2003. Like, shut up.
1: It's been almost but, 20 years.
0: Exactly. Like you all are crazy. And then, but that that wife beater, like automatic flashback. Like he really brought out that same wife beater with the little checker strike.
1: Yeah, i wanted one of those <laughs> by the way i wanted one so bad
0: and then i didn't even realize that i realized that eminem kneeled and of course when he came out i was an like, older oh, goes a1s guy but i didn't even oh, realize yeah. that he kneeled because i was looking i was looking so intently at his jordans because i was trying to see what Jordans he was wearing and then it so it didn't dawn on me immediately that he was kneeling and then I didn't. I literally didn't hear anyone boo until I saw someone say on Twitter, "Why are they booing Eminem?" I was like, "Oh, because he kneels." And then like I went back and I watched it, and I, I applaud him for the solidarity because we all know all the controversy behind that, and you know the NFL. Of course, through are the NFL was they were or the FCC, whoever was telling him do not kneel, and he did it anyways, and. So, it was appreciated
1: is, is that but, the real story behind it like they told him not to
0: that's what people were saying on twitter i'm not 100 percent sure but um even if he was told not to do it or even if he was just like, i'm going to do it i appreciate him doing it um kendrick of course did great it's always good to see kendrick and then Don't i do have Kenny. to Go back, and I did say that I was very, very sure that Kendrick would drop an album by the end of twenty twenty one and I was wrong people. me too
1: <laughs> me too
0: but it was good to see him. like I thoroughly enjoyed it. You had some people who were like I don't know you had you had people who were saying it was the best of all time. I wouldn't agree with that, but I do think it was I think it was amazing like it was it was thoroughly enjoyable. It was a win all around, in my opinion, for Black people, for the culture, and just for, just to, it was like a soundtrack of things that we grew up to. Like, I know that Black people aren't a monolith, so there are some Black people who may not identify with all of that, but I think that it was a good, for the Black people who do identify with that, it was good to see it portrayed in that light on a national stage. Because, like, I just remember, especially all the time in the 90s, and, you know, 50 Cent's not a 90s rapper, so mm-hmm. it doesn't really apply to him. But, you know, the East Coast, West Coast was always such a big thing. Like, I remember there was a Steve Harvey episode where they talked about it and, like, Snoop Dogg was on it. And so even though it wasn't 50s, not one of those quintessential, he wasn't one of those 90s rappers who were a part of that, um, it was good to see, to just have that, marriage and to see it on stage after so many people just thought that rap was the worst thing in the 90s and gangster rap was terrible and the east coast west coast they couldn't be around and it'd be it would end in turmoil so it was i think it was good to see
1: i agree i i, I had a like growing up i wasn't the greatest uh, for, first of all the 90s isn't my favorite era of music uh, East Coast and West Coast, but I especially hated West Coast music. Like I hate to tell people that, but I but I did. Like, of course, you had your Snoop's, your Dre, your Cubes you know, your West Side Connection. Like people like Too Short for sure. You know that you like you like you may like a song here and there, but I didn't like those beats back then. But as I got older, I learned to appreciate those songs because of what what they meant to, you know, those people, what well, the people from that area. You know, Mm -hmm. but so I will say this: I wasn't too excited at first when they said it was going to be like a a a L.A. thing. But now, when I found out who that Dre, Snoop, Kendrick, I really, you know, at first I was wondering why they had Mary, and I was like, oh yeah, Mary did work a lot with Dre on a couple of these songs. So I was like, okay, that that makes it. But I just couldn't help but notice. I'm I'm gonna get back to your Eminem point too. I couldn't help but notice that uh, that that the game wasn't there. And I know everybody was talking about it and I would have loved to see the game there. And they were asking like why wasn't he there? I watched uh another podcast where he was on I don't wanna, you know, shout them out too much. But I watched it was another major podcast and he was talking about why he wasn't on there and why he thought he might not have been on there. But I can agree with that, but I also feel like if you're going to represent L.A., I think you should have gained a game. Game carried the torch for a very long time while Snoop was kind of. Well, I ain't going to say Snoop has never really been dormant, but like Snoop wasn't like the main. Well, he's always been the main attraction, but he wasn't the new hot attraction anymore. Like the game right. carried that, that for a long time. And I'm a big game fan. Like game made me like California music again. Like it wasn't Kendrick. It was the game. And, like, it made me want to go back and listen to some of these songs and just kind of see what he was talking about, Where, where how, you know, connect the dots and stuff like that. Because, like I said, I hate it. Like, Tupac is not my favorite rapper. He's not the greatest rapper to me. Like, I, I come from that 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 train of thought. So I, I was wondering where he was at. But I was just like, okay, I get it. Like, these are all people who have something to do with Dre. But Game does, too. So it's like, why not? But anyway, so I think I was wondering. Wait,
0: what? Why
1: did Game say that he's suspected he wasn't contacted for it? I didn't hear that. Cause he probably was the safe, the safe one. I mean, he wasn't safe. Everybody out there was relatively okay. safe. Okay. And Game okay. is Game. You know, he does what he does. Like, you know, he's he's a wild card. I think it was that. And I, from what I understand, him and Dre may have had a falling out. They may not be on good terms. And then again, it's like. The time slot, like, I think everybody had, like, maybe a minute and 30 seconds to perform. It was like, what, seven people had? Mary, 50, Dre, Snoop, Kendrick, Eminem. And I feel like I'm missing somebody. Mm
2: -mm, That was it.
1: So, I think the halftime show was only about seven minutes, maybe. Maybe. um, Ten minutes tops, maybe. But everybody had, like, a certain amount of time to perform. I think they couldn't squeeze him in, like, who are you going to put in there? Like you know, like who would you put in there? Like Game isn't quite on the uh, the mega star level like some of the other people are, but I guess that was one thing. But it was just like, how can you not have Game? Like Game been carrying the flag for L.A. for a long time, so that was my one thing. Two, Eminem kneeling, like that 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 stood out immediately to me. But I, from what I heard through people who kind of know him. And who are mm-hmm. close to that camp? They were saying that ne- it wasn't necessarily kneeling for like the Kaepernick situation because that's what I immediately went to. They said he was kneeling as a tribute to Tupac. I like the whole Kaepernick narrative better because he's kind of been <laughs> been carrying that that flag. But I can see both. He can be kneeling for both and just say it's one thing. You know, throwing a rock and hide in your hand, it could be that. But I do think that it was great to see Eminem come on out and do some of his, you know, the songs that everybody knew and i think that's what it was like the people that they had out there they had big songs and i know i was kind of wondering like why mary didn't do some of her better songs to me than the one that she played i mean that she performed um but there was a reason behind the bible if you're gonna bring mary out you gotta let mary be mary like let her let her go into her bag for real, her bag of tricks um but I did I did notice the whole Eminem thing and I, I I guess from listening to a couple of podcasts on people who are affiliated with him, that's that's what they were saying the narrative was. But I think it's probably both. And I can understand that it is the NFL, which is gonna lead me into my next the next point and the next topic. Well it ain't really a topic, but it's kind of a subtopic. Um mm-hmm. uh but the NFL being like all PC and don't you know, I think the the NFL is a largely conservative group. I think that's what it is I think it's a largely male I mean white male run And operated group of people I don't think there are any black NFL owners I think we mentioned that before But I think you don't want to upset Your Your base I think, you know, right. they probably they probably did tell him not to kneel. They probably did tell him not to say th- certain things. And I know that for a fact because when Kendrick performed, we gonna be alright and say, you know, we hate popos, Wanna Kill Us Dead in the Street for a show. They didn't let mm-hmm. him say Popo. He blanked it out. He didn't say anything. I don't know if people called that. He said, And you know we hate Wanna Killers Dead in the Street for a show. Like he didn't he didn't say it. And I was just like, they made they may have made him not say it. They may have been part of the the contract. And I got a clip from um I think on his CD they got like a news report where he playing a the song. They was like, and he hate popos I mean, and we hate popos. Wanna kill us in the street dead foe show. It was like, mm I don't like it. Mm-mm. Like on I don't know if you know what song that is, but I think it's on right before Black of the Berry comes on, on, on to Pimper Butterfly. But there was a news clip and I said I was gonna play it on here, but I, it immediately made me think of that part of, you know, on the album where he had like the news anchor not, you know, not not giving him credit for the song because of what he said. Like but it's right. the truth. So I feel like the NFL may have censored them just a little bit, which further leads why the game cannot be there, because game gonna be game. Like you can't, you know, you tell game, Oh yeah, I'm not gonna do it, but he's gonna do it anyway. The other right. people they're pretty they're pretty uh safe. And I think that's what it was. But I really wish they would have just let Kendrick be Kendrick, you know. But we all knew what he meant though. So but I feel like the NFL was only gonna let them be so black, you know, or so urban, as that's the word they like to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do I did wanna mention that, that that Kendrick didn't I was gonna mention Eminem Neiling, but Kendrick didn't say Popo. Because of the whole police brutality, which which also makes it seem like they probably, you know, had a had a big hoopla about Eminem. Because on Twitter, they were going crazy. This is why I don't watch the NFL. This is why they're losing their fan base. Like we're not paying to see this. Who are these people? You know, that that market, that demographic didn't um, didn't really appreciate some of the things that were going on. And they did not know what was going on. You know, so but for 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 black people, I do think it was a moment for the culture just to see one of our major cities, one of our major you know, you know markets putting on like that, like it's almost yeah. like when I think we had the All Star game here and we had the whole Welcome to Atlanta thing and everybody was hopping on it like it was a big thing. And speaking of ludicrous, like you know we was talking about them, you know earlier this week. Um, but like like that, like so when you see like your, your local legends or your legends of your time putting on, um, it makes you feel the way. So it was it was a proud moment to see. But I really do wonder what was up about Kendrick not saying Popo. Let me see if I can find that song. I know I got it here. Cause I was just listening to it. I was like, Oh, okay. And then he did it at the thing, and I was like, dang, that was kinda kinda messed up.
0: I didn't realize that at all. Or maybe if I did, I thought that maybe they just bleeped it out. And you but know, what? they
1: might have bleeped it out. That could be a thing. But I, I want to say I looked at it again. And I don't think i seen this Lips movie. He just, he just kneeled and kind of bobbed with it and then carried on.
0: And I think I agree with what you said. Like, this is as urban as they'll let you be. And that's, and that's another thing when that's why we talk about, like, uh giving us a seat at the table allowing us to be here still just isn't enough because we're still censored we still can't represent ourselves to the fullest and how we want to and how we deserve to be represented because again the masses have an issue with it but you wouldn't you wouldn't have the nfl if you didn't have black people let's face it like that's We know who the NFL is mostly made up of, (laughs) racial demographic wise. So it wouldn't, or and it wouldn't be, if we didn't have those black men. It would not be as entertaining. Like you can't. I haven't seen any white man make a catch like Odell Beckham Jr. So, yeah. If you if you're looking, a part of me does feel like if you're looking for, you just want everything that you can relate to they better go to golf to where you all still make up the majority of the players going to NASCAR. But Mm. it's really not fair that black people are the talent, but black people have no control as to, or have little control over what's going on. So while we do, yes, we get to celebrate, you bring up a good point. We are still censored when we're given the opportunities. Then where do we go from here? And that's the thing, especially because Kendrick is so popular. So even if, even if he did say it, there's, of course they, they know this song, like even in, with it being live, the censors would know to bleep exactly when, cause they yeah. know what the song is. Yeah. So it's like, we, the amount of control that we have is still so little, even when it's our moment, which still sucks.
1: And you know what, I, I misspoke I don't think it's, the song is out Pimper Butterfly But that news clip, I heard it for the first time with a, For the first time on his album And I think it comes on right after Blood Because um, DNA comes on right after That's what keeps playing in my head But that news clip, I'm gonna see if I can play like a little bit of it Somehow I don't know if you can hear it I can I love when you say I got I got that that make that make you get hype, but but that's what made me think of that that clip right there. But it was a it was a larger news clip that I eventually watched. I was like, dang, when did this happen? But it was it was a, it was it was on a I, think, I want to say it was on Fox News, the other Fox News, and um, they was talking about it. they were just saying how they don't like the music, how hip hop is you know trashy and it's you know it's device and all this other stuff that they pull out. But that was the clip. So it's actually on blood on um Dang, what's the name of the dang on album? Damn, that's what it's called. Damn. So it's the first song but it's at the end. Well or actually it ain't even gonna say it at the end. I guess it's at the beginning of DNA, but it, it kinda of fades right into it. Or transitions right into it. But that's why I thought That they probably Didn't want him to say it. The NFL being so loyal To patriotism The military Our veterans And all of this The police And you know in the shield And all of this You know that's why I think they probably Didn't have him say it. But I'm gonna look back At that again Just to make sure I did not see lips move But I wanna say I did not see lips move Okay And I want Let me see Cause I know On, on Apple Music They had like The video out Where you can actually Watch the performance um. So let me see if I can see it real quick. Ah, this hurts. Let me see. But uh, what else? What else? What else did I think about Super Bowl? Uh, who did you have winning? Cause I thought the Rams was gonna win.
0: I don't know. I don't even remember who played in that damn game. I wasn't there for the. I was there for the commercials and the halftime
1: show. Yeah, I didn't get to see all the commercials, but I did see one good commercial. I kind of caught it, and I thought that was pretty cool. I think it might have been about the Bitcoin or crypto. They had like a link on there where you had oh, to scan yeah, the it.
2: Oh
1: yeah, bouncing. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I think what the first so many people who scanned it got ten dollars in Bitcoin or something like that.
0: Oh really? I think I didn't so. Even know that part. I after that, I saw a bunch of, or not a bunch that I saw um, an article about people getting scammed by scanning QR codes. And they were they were quick to say that it wasn't if you scan the QR code from the Super Bowl, but like a lot of, like that's what scammers are doing now. Like they'll replace a QR code or they'll put a QR code where it's not supposed to be. And actually one of my coworkers had mentioned that for, um, the parking system in this city here. It's like Park Mobile Atlanta.
1: What's and Park Mobile? Oh
0: Yeah, you know, where you can you can either go to the little kiosk in or use the Atlanta app and some, yeah, or use the app and you can either go directly into the you can go directly into the app or if you don't have the app you can scan the QR code to download it. And that she was saying that there are reports of people in this city putting a fake qr code over the real qr code and so then it's taking you of course to a site that looks like it's the
2: a site
0: but it's not and it stores your information and so after that ad ran like the next day i saw articles about you're in danger you can be in danger if you're scanning these qr codes so i'm making sure they're legit you know stuff like yeah Like when you get phishing emails at work and they're like hover over the link to be sure that the link is in, it's actually reputable to what you're doing. You know, if you get an email from Microsoft but you Mm -hmm. hover over the link and the link is sending you to to baby bees, whatever, you know, clearly this is not Microsoft that you're going to. So yeah, it's, scammers. it's forever evolving. Scamming is just, a never
1: ending just evolution of trying to outsmart people and it's scary it is I know uh, I know uh, I I, see, I saw that little news cause it was about two or three weeks ago right maybe even a month ago people were uh, it was literally
0: the day after the Super Bowl I started seeing
1: them okay yeah cause I started seeing people post oh I got scammed the scammers got this scammers people are coming up with all kind of scams to get people I think that's you got to give it to them They're trying to be creative But at the same time Like <laughs> It's just wow Like my thing is I'm never the person To just go I'm going to do my research If somebody call me From a number that I don't know I don't pick it up If you don't leave a voicemail Or text message I'm not calling you back because you might be a scammer mm-hmm. But if you leave a right. voicemail Then I may call you back If I see what it's about If you send me a text message And I'm like Okay I know this may be X, Y, D You know I might text you back And I might get some information Out of you But I've had somebody Try to uh, scam me And my mom Out of like We had a Wells Fargo account together. Me and my mom Have never had Any accounts together Besides Ycovia When I was too young To get a bank account And Wycovia was like 2001 I think Ycovia Ended up becoming uh it didn't become Chase. It became. It didn't become Bank of America. Or did it? Did Wycovy become Chase? Mm,
0: I, don't know. I don't know. I'm about to Google
1: it. I think Wycovy got acquired by. by SunTrust or Wells. It got acquired by something. But Wycovy. Because I think. I think Nations Bank or First United used to be Wycovy or something like that. Like that was. Wells Fargo. Land. So Wells Fargo did get them yes so that was in 2000 Remember when my had that account that was like 2004 i wasn't even 15 yet so you know you had to have like your mom on or something like that but you yeah, know, they tried to get him, but we ended up finding out. They was like, oh, you opened this account in 2017? And I was like, nah. Like, the only time I was with y'all was in 2014, and I wasn't even old enough to even operate the account. Nice try, buddy. Click. Because <laughs> then, like, the funny thing is right after that, my mom called me my home. She was like, did you get a call from a Wells Fargo? We ain't never had no. And I was like, nah, we never had an account together besides that. And I was like, but I don't think it was Wells Fargo. Then it was Wycovia. And I had been, we had we had closed that account a long time ago. Cause I think somebody had, uh, I think maybe 2008 or maybe before that, like somebody broke in our house and stole all our shit. I think we've been left Wykova. I think Wykova might have even been, been been gone by then. But I don't know. Anyway, actually, I think it was. I think I still might have had Wykova back then. I felt like I had a blue card. But anyway, but it was wild. It was wild. Oh yeah, but one one more thing. So I did watch it, and I did not see um, I did not see Kendrick's mouth. They didn't put him on camera, so I think they blanked it. I really think they blanked it. Okay. Like they cut away from him. I so I think they blanked it. If you ask me.
0: Mm. And the name of it it was Tams Burgers. Was the restaurant that it was. And Eve After Dark was the nightclub. So those were two of the places that were on the set. And then the other place, I don't know if it had a name, but it was a barbershop. But I don't know if they had, like, a specific barbershop. But everyone knows that, like, barbershops are a staple
1: in the okay. black community. You know, I want to say somebody said that it was a black stage runner or stage, I guess you call it a stage runner. I'm not sure what you call them, but it was a, a young lady who set that up? And that was an actual map of L.A. or Compton. And so I thought that was pretty cool. And that so, what you pointing out these things, I think that's that's probably why they that's why they stood out so much too, because it was very intentional for them to do that.
0: Good as it should be.
1: I think it, I think it should be too. But um. But yeah, somebody just texted me something crazy. So like, can you send a hundred dollars? I know, I know it gotta be a scam. Say, can you send one hundred? Let me let me look on my actual phone. It popped up on the watch. And this why this one we it's funny we talk about scams. Somebody like talking about
0: Look, the scammers and the FBI agents be working together because uh uh-uh, uh stuff don't be adding up. Or the, uh-uh. how are how we talking about scammers? Then you get nope. The FBI agency reading our is. text messages, and then they be telling the scammers, "Okay, go try and get them and get a
1: kickback." Oh, I might I know who this is. This, this, uh, I think I know who this is. I don't want. Let me. I don't want to open it just because I think it might be a scam. Let's, <laughs> <see. laughs> Let's see. I think Yo, I know who you it know,
0: is. I was watching Catfish the other day, uh-huh. and they did this thing where. It was one of the ones where I think they said that the people lived close to, like they live super close to one another, but they were never able, I mean, of course the whole premise of catfish is you've never met the person, but it's like super egregious when you all live in the same city or you live yeah. 30 minutes away. And so it was one of those situations where they were really close, but then they were lying and saying that they had moved away. And so they were like, there was some website where you can send a link you can send them a link and when they click on the link it lets you know they click on the link and it gives you their ip address and so mm-hmm. you can see their location so i was like i don't want to click on a link from nobody now Yeah. like no uh-uh.
1: they had been trying to do that through the email like for a while i think that's just kind of wild that's kind of wild like it's all kind of things i know like the good thing about being with like apple you know they kind of real privacy but then again it's like I think all companies sell out there. I think even Apple, but maybe to a lesser degree, but I I just don't believe in. Nobody's just not doing, I think they get it some kind of way. Like when all these data links happen, I think something happens. I think that's when they sell it and they got to let everybody know. But, um, but one thing I will say, Apple, they do have like a private feature. Like when you like get on, get online, like they have like a way where you can like block your IP address so no one can uh, track you. Um, and I know they got like uh, the, the sign in with Apple so you don't have to put any of your actual information in. It kind of like, a, it's kind of relays it back to your actual email, but then one has your email so they can't try to hack you that way. I'm pretty sure somebody could if they really wanted to, but I want to say from what I understand and what Apple's flagship and one of their staples is, is personal privacy, like, you know, being secure. So I want to say if you if you got a MacBook, apple product or anything like that you search the web that's one way you could protect yourself is by using um some of those features that are built in natively yeah there was uh what
0: were you talking about the changing mac address
1: uh i think i think they give you like a fake mac address or like a fake ip address because i know when i log on to the wi-fi Um, on on my other phone at work like it creates like this fake domain for it i don't think it shares my ip or my mac address or anything like that but like if i was to search something like if i just get on safari right now like even on my own private wi-fi um it won't um show who i am where i am uh when i did it it won't show any of my information that links it back to me if you um do i think it's called like search secure i'm at the i'm at the look at the actual okay. term they use but you can turn it on like once you go to your uh, browser
2: oh.
1: What's this? let's see Um, actually let me just try it real quick and so I did figure out who this was so you know I got the other thing going right and um, mm-hmm. so it's him I never saved his number he was trying to he was asking me could he send me <laughs> some money but, you know, sometimes it'd be like, they'd be like, I'll send you this and I'll, you know, give you this later. And I, but it's actually him. <laughs> I just didn't save his name because I don't know his name because I met him through somebody else. I can't really name this person either. But I met him through that particular person. I never saved the Because we never changed names. We just kind of got each other's, like, uh, Instagrams. And so he wants one thing and then he wants to do another thing. So I'm like, All right, I mean, he so he actually wants three things done. So, I, I, you know, we can do it. But I'm 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 gonna hit him back in the morning. I'm gonna say, "Hey, look, bro, what's your name?" Because I didn't save your number. <laughs> I have a habit if I don't, you know, if I don't get a name, I usually like to get first and last name. I'm kind of like, you know, like that. I got I gotta have it. And if I get one name, like I may not want to change it later. So I have. I don't. I'm weird like that. But but yeah, man. Like life is crazy. Life is crazy. Um, where we gonna go next? We got a. I do have another good one on here I want to talk about. But I guess since we're on music. <laughs> let's stay on music from the 2000s okay so I think like like do you ever like well I know we kind of talked about this but like do you ever like think back on how like uh, music was and how it made you feel back then
0: I do and I do think like every time that we have this discussion or when I talk about it with someone else, I do think that part of my love of that music is because it really does, it's like the soundtrack to a time in your life. Yes. Like, it's like you remember what you were doing in college or in high school when you hear those songs. You remember being at those parties. And so I do think that has something to do with it. It may not necessarily be like, really better than anything that's older or newer but it holds a dear place in with you because of what you were experiencing so i do think i i'm willing to admit that as that a factor um but you have to but i can't even say that because i'm about to say like all the you know so many tiktok and Instagram sounds are sampling and doing mashups and remixes of all these old songs. But I mean, the songs from the 2000s were sampling songs from the 70s and 80s, too. So yeah. you can't really exactly say it's, it's pretty much the same thing. Um, but I do think that there are certain things in today's music that's just trash. <laughs> there yes. are some artists that aren't talented, or like they're not talented, but they don't use anything in a new and innovative way to make them interesting. Like, people will argue whether or not T-Pain is talented can really think well, blah, blah, but we can't deny the impact of auto shoot. Like We oh, just yeah. can't. So he has, like, he's solidified his relevance no matter what. But there's, I couldn't name an artist now who doesn't have talent, but who it's like they've done something new and inventive, and so it makes them relevant like i don't i just can't think of anyone who's like that and maybe i'm just far removed from it because mm-hmm. i can't tell you the last time i've listened to the radio like even when i went back to because i have no idea what the radio stations are out here mm-hmm. but even when i went back to atlanta it's not like i went back and turned on 107.9 or one of v103 i was still listening to Apple music. Like I was still listening to my music. So I couldn't even tell you like what's on the radio. I couldn't if I went into a club today, I would have no idea what they
2: like. <laughs> Yeah.
0: <laughs> no idea. And so maybe it's just that I don't know what this music is and I can't connect with it. That's why I'm just like eh. I can't I can't make a good argument for why there's someone who's relevant, who makes good music, what have you. But, I mean, I just know for me, music in the 2000s, it, it, it's just it's a, it's a moment in time for me. But also, it was like, it was the rise of the South in rap.
1: Oh, yeah. And
0: <laughs> I think for everyone, that was just like, it was something that was pivotal. Because before, rap used to be more East Coast and West Coast. And then it was like, it was really a shift. The South brought something new to rap. And I think that that's important all the way around. And so that, that's something else where it's like, that was, it was good. And I don't think that was good just for me being in high school, me being in college. It was everyone, like everyone enjoyed that. Like you can, you can play, I think that you can, just like how there was some form of people enjoying california love even if you're mm. not from california oh yeah it was it became a universal thing so there's a a universal enjoyment when you hear that music when you hear snap music from the early 2000s when you hear ludicrous from the early 2000s like everyone just enjoys it because it was really a pivotal moment in in music
1: it most definitely was um i think Like that music From back then Like Like I think That's I think that's kind of What made me fall in love With like rap And like lyrics And paying attention to it And like trying to make I actually You know want to make beats Like I used to want to do that I still kind of do Well Angleside I still kind of I still have that That passion to make beats And I'm actually Going to start back doing it I'm going to have to Because I'm not paying anybody To put music to my shit I'm just not doing it I'd rather just do it myself And call it a day But it's time consuming Um but that music um from that time, like it is very pivotal because like it like you said, it was a shift and like it kinda went from more east to west to to a south thing. It's like, you know, the South got something to say. That's what Dre <laughs> said. So That's just what it was But like I think back on like When 106 and Park was like a real You know like that's how you consume music Like if your video wasn't If you didn't have a good video You weren't getting played You weren't getting no airtime. You weren't getting recognized without a good video Like like I remember, like running home, like in middle school to watch uh, Bow Wow be on number one every fucking week <laughs> <laughs> on 106 in Park, and I remember like watching, like man, Ludacris gonna get number one, Ludacris gonna get number one, and throw them bows came out. I mean, Southern Hospitality came out, and that thing, you know, it just, it just took off. Like he just he just kept going, and you saw Ja Rule. you saw 50 Cent. Like you just it was just a time to be alive. Then it's like it's like like i remember i don't know if you remember this song the blast with tali kwali and High tech
2: Mm-mm. oh man you remember that
1: one? Oh man you gotta hear that one. but that song like i remember i was in seventh grade when i first heard that song and i remember it was raining and i remember i was uh i think we came home it was kind of cold either it was like early november or december maybe january but i know it was cold but i know uh, it was this girl that i used to like in like seventh grade. And i remember she was knocking on the door and she was trying to like find out if i liked her or not and that video was on and like i'll never forget that video <laughs> i'll never forget that video because of that and I, I guess i'll never forget her too because of that and that's one of my favorite songs to this day um i just just like it's like those songs are like kind of like a, a a theme song to your life at the moment like yeah like it was just, it was just different like i remember back then i hated jay-z you couldn't play no jay-z around me for like, <laughs> <laughs> like i hated h to the Izzo, i hated that v to the easy hey shut up right now <laughs> uh i was uh what else i, I was so into Nas. Was like yeah Nas go get him either 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 you know one mic one mic i remember when that was a thing like, it was just crazy just to see, like, how the music was, like, up until, like, 2010. Like, I think around then, that's when they did another shift. Like, music became less about, you know, being the best. And, you know, just it came more, like, catchy and, you know, gimmicky.
0: Yeah, who can play the game? Who can get the numbers? Like, and it's not necessarily about your talent. Like, who can hire the best ghostwriter to now get you to make something catchy. But like, I do think that having those music videos was a big part of it. Cause it's like you had a visual to everything. And so it helped oh, yeah. you with the memories. So even if you don't have like a moment like you, where someone's knocking on your door and this song is playing, you could always have the music video and that could be the imagery you remember. If you don't have your own imagery for it. And yeah, like rushing home, like you said, rushing home, trying to see who is number one and, or like who is performing somewhere in my house, there is a videotape of every single BTK performance.
1: Oh, <laughs> <on> man. <World laughs> that's why I remember B2K. <laughs>
0: and like, that's actually how I made this one girl. <laughs> I was in gym class one day and this girl just comes up to me like, she comes under the bad and, and just walks up to me. And she was like, I heard you got every beat to kill <laughs> I my
1: brother. And I was like, girl, on, who is it. you? Is and we,
0: ended up, we went to the screen tour together. Like,
1: oh, I y'all became friends team. off of that. Yes. Yeah, music did it, unite people.
0: Just, it really did. And then, even like when they did the screen tour, or sorry, not the screen tour, the Millennium Tour, when they came back and did it, Like, it was really like the girls who were next to me, I went by myself, the girls who were next to me, like we was legit, we was kicking it up. We was, we was concert besties by the time the concert was over. Cause it was just like, we had those memories of watching them on 106M Park, watching them on the Nickelodeon Kids Choice Awards, going to the original screen tour, all that stuff. Yeah.
1: That was crazy.
0: But it's like, I really wonder, like, for kids today, what is it equated to? Is it equated to a TikTok dance? Like, what is the equivalent for them? Because it's, it's really wild to me how, like, TikTok and what's used on TikTok really dictates, like, what is, like, what moves the needle, like, what's important, like, what's trending. It's the wildest thing to me.
1: I'm still trying to figure out like like do you, do they even listen to the whole song or they just listen to that piece and then people buy people keep clicking on it clicking on it clicking on it like like what is it like I don't you know I've been thinking about making one but I was like I don't really Maybe I don't, maybe it's not for me to understand right now, but I just don't understand like like why is that driving? But I guess I think I know why. I think it's because of a certain demographic on there. Like they don't know, so you know they're getting on, there and that's that's how they're getting exposed to our music now because because of that. Because other than that, their mom probably won't let them play that in the in the house, you know. So, it's, but
0: you don't it's, even have to play it in the house. Well, I mean.
1: They probably like what block
0: kid it. plays music in the house but what what device block it on where
1: i guess you can i know like on apple phones, they got like you gotta block certain content you can block age appropriate things and you can send you can basically it's a lot of censorship you can do from your phone to your kids phone so you know they may not let them okay. go to certain sites and stuff like that okay I think they can I think they can block disabled TikTok, all of that. But I think they let them keep it. But I'm not sure how far it lets them go. Or maybe their parents set it up for them, But I don't think I don't I don't see a ten year old kid in Alpharetta uh walking around with his headphones on, listening to Ready to Die. You know, I don't I, I guarantee they're not letting them listen to that true you know so i think that's that's what it is i think that's how they that's that's how they're getting exposed to things through through movies and through other people and through like social media
0: okay but it's like so what so i was telling you that before and one of my friends we were just like sitting at the house watching old 2000 music videos and he was like, "Bring back the million-dollar music video budget." We was watching like, "Honey," you know, Mariah Carey jumped off the balcony of the, of the, of the what's it called, of the mansion into the pool, oh, and then yeah. they're chasing on jet skis and all of that. And then you know, you have like Nas, "Hate Me Now." You had all the pyrotechnics. Hey, that was
1: my closing. movie right there. I mean, that was my movie.
0: <laughs> and I mean, while I understand, like, I get him, but we just know that it's not lucrative. It's not profitable. So, like, you remember. Was it 2000, it was 2019 when Roddy Rich came out and it was the box and Justin Bieber's Yummy going back and forth for the number one. And when I tell you, I used to play Roddy Rich's whole album at work. Like even I just, I wouldn't, even if I'm like on a call and I'm not listening to music, I would still, I I would put it on mute but I would just play the album over and over and over again for him to beat out Bieber. Okay, okay. And, you know, I did not see the video for The Box until 2021. That is crazy. Two years later, like a song that I 100% supported. Had no idea that this had a music video. I I happened to see it at the nail shop. It played at the nail shop.
1: That's when you're going to see it, stuff from YouTube. Yeah.
0: And I was like, yeah, like this song had all this hype, all this interest. It had me playing it over and over and over again. I've never seen the video. So why is a label going to spend money on a video? It's just, it's not needed for the marketing now because all of this stuff that goes on on social media is enough to give it the hype. And I'm just like, I would have, you could have never told little 12, 13, 14 year old me rushing home from school to watch TRL, 106 in park that one day music videos wouldn't be important and wouldn't dictate like who's who's winning stuff and who's whose song is getting played on the radio you could have never told me that but now it's like you really don't need these shits like at all like at all there was something else we were talking about at work and I was like oh man truth hurts and so I had searched truth hurts on the little gift keyboard in Teams, and this little um lizzo gift came up from her song truth hurts oh, and but it's like it's like it's like felt stop it's like felt stop motion um animation mm-hmm. and i was like i used i sent that and i was like whoever took their time to make this like kudos to you because it was really good but then i thought about it and i was like what if this is actually a screen what if this comes from the video i would never know i've never seen the first <laughs> video but yeah. i like i love that song i've listened i love that whole album but i have no idea what the fuck goes on in the truth hurts video so i'm over here thinking that someone has taken their time to recreate this or to make this when this just might be the truth hurts video i have no idea
1: that is wild. like i know I'm gonna ask my sister Do she still watch the video I feel like she does Cause last time I was around her Pretty much every time I feel like I'm around her there, there, There's a video on, But she used to be so into it And it's funny that Like just sitting back now That we're we talking about Just like why did we have to have A video for Like a lot of times The video didn't even match The song sometimes I'm like what was going on here I think the R&B songs Their videos was pretty good At matching But then again I'm just like Like Rihanna Rain on me not Rihanna, but Ashanti. <laughs> Rain on me. Ashanti, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ashanti. Rain on me. Like just her video. I remember watching that video, and it just kind of felt like it was a movie going on. It was just like, yes, like it was just it was just a different time and the way they made music and what's cool then and not cool now. Like, like it was just like I don't know. I, 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 let's do this. What What do you think your top five or what, give me your five favorite albums from two thousand to two thousand ten? we're gonna do just for that decade
0: that is impossible (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh when did the cool come out
1: the cool was 2007 or 8
0: the cool has to be on there like i played that relentlessly
1: let me actually let me look at i think it was 2007 because i think i was in college i'm trying to look at it too cool wait wait no that might have been 2005 I'm, I'm thinking about food and liquor wait oh the no 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 no. food and liquor was the first one so the cool the album was um 2007 so I was right okay so the cool absolutely has to be on there oh man that's tough <laughs> <laughs> that is tough um,
0: Oh my gosh. This is a really hard question.
1: <laughs> oh
0: man. Um, original so far gone.
1: Okay, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. Oh. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah, that is hard. That's a lot of time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> You're right. Oh. that is
0: crazy this is this is too much
1: (laughs) this is Um, crazy
0: when was the Carter 3 that falls within this I think that's
1: 2008
0: that sounds about right
1: that's lollipop that was 2008 cause that was the year we got robbed I think that was 2008 oh man that is hard you crazy man I doubt oh man this <laughs> is hard. This is hard. Um, so you named two so far right
0: no I said the cool original so far gone and Carter the card three. Three. So so oh my gosh I don't think I can
1: do it this is, this is crazy I'm trying to think of my, my, my three. I think I got, I know one for sure. That is um, crazy. That's a lot of fucking music.
0: With all confessions. Hey. Is- oh I forgot about that
3: That's Ooh, crazy 2004 that was a time I was hurting and I
0: ain't never been in a relationship Oh <laughs>
1: tell me about it I was somebody groupie baby too That's crazy That I was singing Superstar I ain't gonna ever forget that That is crazy That might have been the best album that's, that's definitely top Top 3 albums of the past 10 years That has to be
0: Yes Oh, one, man. one more I one oh more This is really hard. I was not it
1: thinking hard. It at all. So you got four, you got one more. Oh my
0: gosh. Oh, I feel like this is... What do I want to say? You know, I feel like a small part of this will be unfair because she passed away. There was nothing she could do about that. Aaliyah? Uh, Yeah, so I was going between Aaliyah, her self-titled album, and... Beyonce, B-Day. Because I just have more memories of B-Day. But, I mean, what what other memories am I going to have of Aria? She passed away. But, like, b when that came out, like, you couldn't go anywhere without hearing a track from B-Day. Like, that was my first year in college. So, the whole dorm, like, the whole campus yeah.
1: was playing it. So,
0: yeah, man, B-Day. Because that was, yeah, man, B-Day.
1: I feel like that's Or you know, wait. Go ahead.
0: Does she have any... Does she... No, because self-titled was in 2013, so that's beyond this. So that will only leave I Am Sasha Fierce. No, B-Day. I'm going to stick with B-Day.
1: Interesting. I, I, think, I think, I think, I feel like B-Day was the album that Beyonce became Beyonce. I think that's when she emerged as Beyonce.
0: 100% agree.
1: Um, I think First of all My, my one uh, The easy one I'm gonna have to go with Southern Hospitality That's Ludacris' first album uh, Mainstream album I'm gonna have to go with um, It's kind of recent It's more in the re- It's in the latter years Of the last decade But I'm gonna go with uh, Dang I can't even think Of the name of it now <laughs> <laughs> a recovery by eminem i think that 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 album i think the album really spoke to me a lot i think that album spoke to me a lot, like just just where i was in life i think that was like 2010 so it's at the tail end um that album spoke to me a lot um like just some of the songs what he was going through and that and the way he was rapping i feel like eminem reinvented himself there I think that was probably he's always been pretty introspective but it sounded you could tell he was off of drugs it wasn't crazy you know Eminem with the funny voice he still had funny voices but not like he used to but
0: mm-hmm.
1: I would have to go with recovery I was gonna go Eminem show or encore but I'm gonna go with recovery because I played that more than you know than this and I feel like Eminem's later work is better than some of his earlier work I got to go with Jeezy. TM 101 I got to go with Jeezy. Mm. Jeezy. Jeezy captured my entire high school thing. When I think of high school, I think of Jeezy. (laughs) That's just what it is. Like, Jeezy's music, man, was just so, so crazy, man. Like, the way he came. Jeezy came by, like, a storm. Like, you could not mess with Jeezy. Like... TM 101, TM 102, Can't Ban the Snowman, like, USDA, uh, all of that, man, you can man, white girl, come on, <laughs> that was crazy, <laughs> like, that was crazy, like, all the stuff that they had put out, like, Jeezy was the man, so that's three, I'm gonna have to go, I'm gonna have to throw confessions in there, because I played the hell out of that, like, that was, like, another song, that was like a, a soundtrack to my life at the time. I'm like I know in high school, I had this ex girlfriend. She used to play. We used to play it all the time together. We had our songs. Just been singing it to each other, looking stupid in the face. But uh, it, that that was a time. So I'm gonna go with that with four, and I'm gonna have to go. Oh man, this, this is hard. I should have did. I am going to take Usher off since you use us. I'm gonna take Usher. Off. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna take Usher off. I'm gonna go. Dang, like right, this is hard. We should have did ten. But I'm gonna do an honorable mention too. Um, college dropout, college dropout was definitely yeah. Ooh, one. You see, now
0: that's not fair because I used to
1: make me go back and add my beautiful dark sister. <laughs> Amen. <laughs>
0: Wait, is that is that, was oh, that 2010? This
1: 2010 is okay. right at the tail <laughs> end. Um, so I have to have Kanye and I have to have Lupe's Food and Looking. I think out of all the albums I have on there. I think that album changed my life the most. Mm. And I think my honorable mention might be Speaker Box Love Below. Ooh. But I, I do I I do think Lupe's uh Food and Liquor changed my life more than than any other album I've heard that decade. Like Cause I was a little older. I was in high school. Um so Kick Push had just came out. I was listening to it. And I was like, oh, I like this. It was something different. And I remember going to some of the track meets and stuff like that my senior year. And that was the song that I would play. I would have some of the songs. And then going into college, like I really got back then. I don't know if you remember this thing called, um I hate, I hate that I have to say this, but it was called do mm-hmm. You
2: remember that? yeah
1: and that's what everybody would get like music. that's what people would get movies that's what people would get uh, Microsoft Ten or what eight or whatever it was windows eight <laughs> everything you wanted to get there you would get there on that website that was in two thousand six seven eight for me um but I remember I would go on there and I would download all the new music and I remember that it was this guy in our, our building his name was Lee he had he had the food and liquor album he also had pharrell's oh man that album changed my life too (laughs) but he had all he had pharrell he had all of pharrell i think he had all of the n-e-r-d albums he had pharrell he had food and liquor but food and liquor was the one that i actually got to sit down and listen to from front to back and it changed my life the way the way he told his stories, the way he weaved in and out of this, and you know, just the way he just it was just a feel, it was something so different and so fresh about uh food and liquor to me. And that and ever since then I've been a Lupe fan. you cannot say nothing bad about Lupe because I'll fight you for real. <laughs> but I, so what's that is that five? I said I said Southern Hospitality, Jeezy, um Speaker Box of the Love
0: Below.
1: Speaker Box Love Below, Recovery, and Food and Liquor. Am I honor College dropout. So those those are my those are my six. Those are my five, my six. Okay. Well my
0: I have to add my six
1: because my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Okay. I, I I okay, okay. Dang, we should have did like 30 as <laughs> we should have done. <did>. Because <laughs> I could do this all day. Um but yeah, man, like music was different. Another album, like I said, Pharrell's album. Um like it's I think it's his self-titled album. Pharrell. Actually, let me just look it up. But it was the one where he had um. Uh, what was the song off of there? I gotta go look at it now. But Pharrell had a bunch of songs on there. Pharrell hit that song on there. You can do it too, young love. Um. Dun 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 What's the name of that song? I can't think of. It's right on the tip of my tongue. I can't. It's called In My Mind, the name of the album. But I can't think of that song. Uh, uh, I feel like Fergie was on it.
0: Oh!
1: Can, can I have it like that? That's the name of it. I've looked it up. Can I have it like Thank that? You. But that album, that, that was another good album that changed my life. Just because of what they was talking about, it made me actually think about my place in life and what I was doing. Like, I was a freshman in college. Like, didn't know what the hell I was doing. I didn't even want to go to college. <laughs> like but it just had me thinking it had me like literally like shedding tears in my room like just like damn what the fuck is going on like who can make songs like this that make you make you think and feel like this and they they was doing it Kanye West did it too with College Dropout but I will say Lupe's album changed my entire like trajectory in life I really feel like that because I was more I was more into, like, I'm from Atlanta, so I was more into Pastor Troy, Baby D, Jeezy, T.I. You know, I was more into, like, bass. Like, it was It was more about, like, how that beat sounded. Like, you know, then when I started hearing, like, other music, it just kind of opened me up. And I think it – I feel like it made me smarter in a way. I think it made me think more in a way. But it was just something about that time of music. But I think after that, we don't really got too much more of that. Like, you got people here, you know, here and there, like, Kendrick and Cole, but – there's not too many people that really just just I don't know but that was a great era in music for sure it was dang was Mace 2000? Harlem he World? Had to be. I feel like he was 2099-2000 Nelly was big at the time Country Grammar Nelly V
0: there was a little the little crossover period where you had the Nellie and Tim McGraw song. I love that song. The Linkin Park and
1: Jay Z. I loved all of it. <laughs> uh, I can I can see you loving all of that too. Yeah, those those are some good songs though. I will say that. Um that's how I found out about Lincoln Park. I wanna say it was Jay Z and uh Lincoln Parks. What was it? Numb and um who you know? I think it was off the Blueprint, the song that he did. With, or was it off the Black Album? Encore. That's what he did. It was yeah. Numb and Encore. Because I love Encore. That's one of my favorite Jay-Z songs. Cause like I said, I didn't like Jay-Z. The only Jay-Z song I liked back then was Encore. Um, what was the other than Dirt Off My Shoulder? Dirt Off My Shoulder was my shit. Like, I'll fight you about that. Like, that's my song. <laughs> <laughs> that's my song. Uh, I liked that, that one but it, it wasn't too many Jay-Z songs that I like and I went back and listened to some of those albums and so I was like it was a little better than I thought but it still wasn't his greatest album to me but anyway what else we and got... we
0: were wrong Harlem World is 1997
1: god dang <laughs> <laughs> I could have swore he had know. something in 2000 I could have swore he did cause
0: he had the welcome back
1: what? and that was college it was the right with
0: the we- it had to be because of Harlem back. wait
1: that might even been two thousand ten. No, no, it was a little before that. Let's look it Two
0: thousand four.
1: Okay, so maybe that's what it was. That was a cool song too, though.
0: Yeah.
1: But, dang, you remember remember how people used to do like like collab albums and posse cuts, and you know just it, we don't, we don't see that too much no more. Like it's just music dang. is just different. And then we ain't even going. And I'm just talking about rap. We're not even talking about R&B yet. The only R&B I we mentioned was uh Ashanti, uh, Usher, Mariah Carey. That was it. But if we start digging, oh, into well, like, we
0: only supposed to be naming rap albums
1: because I did definitely name Usher. Oh well, I did. I, I did too, and I was going to. But like, I always leaned like during that time. I wasn't really listening to too many R&B. Like, if it was, it was Alicia Keys. Um and okay. Usher, those are my two. That was two. another good album. Yep, Damn. keys in a, Keys. This is hard in A minor, and my dumb behind never knew that she was talking about the scale or the key of the song. Like the songs in the key of, like I am thinking it was like key. I, if I was like keys in the mirror, and I was like, I was like keys in A minor, I was like, I don't know what that means. And then my dumb behind didn't realize until I was like real, real old until that's what she was saying, keys in A minor, and I was like, oh man, what the fuck was I thinking? But yeah but that was my that was my song i mean that was my cds um but i will say this um i think 2008 was the beginning of the end for for that for that genre of music though i will say that and i say that because of lil wayne i think when he came out with whatever he was doing i just think people just let him just run wild with it he was hot now. I ain't gonna say that he won that he won, but a lot of it, like when I listen back to the Carter Three, there's only a couple songs in there that I actually like. But a lot of the albums. really, are yes, surprisingly. Carter Two is Carter Two is probably Lil Wayne's best album. Album.
2: Okay.
1: And maybe Carter One, because Go DJ was on there.
2: <laughs> oh
1: yeah. <laughs> that was the song everybody was playing. Go DJ at the pep rallies or at the basketball game. Um, but yeah But I do think 2008 was Was the year Music changed And everything Kind of went How it is now And we've been on that For like 30 minutes <laughs> That's crazy But music is good oh,
0: Walk down memory
1: lane Yeah man That's why I wanted to do it Just just to see Cause it, it's so much It's so many stories That are tied to like music And Just that Just that era of Like those are Our defining moments In life Like those things Help shape who we are today In a In a in more ways than none.
0: Yeah, they really
2: have.
1: But let's see. Before we be, we, we we'll come back to do music because I know music is always popular. I know y'all want to ride down memory lane with us. Um, let's see what else we got here. But yeah, that was that was an error man. Um, I do want to talk about uh, why can't men genuinely be nice to a woman without her thinking she want he wants something from her. You got the floor. You're a woman.
0: Um. I feel like it's partially experience, partially socialization. It's like I don't. I think that it's a number of things. So, when you so like a random guy, just stranger on the street, you don't know him from Adam, comes and speaks, and I like why can't I think that he just
4: wants to speak?
1: Mm-hmm. Or or just just to hold a conversation.
4: <sighs>
0: I think. Oh I just feel like it's a number of things and uh, I don't want to say that there's fear mongering behind it. I don't know, man. It's hard. Cause as women, we're always, we're taught to be so hyper vigilant about everything because we're blamed for so much and things that aren't even our fault. And so, Even if someone, it makes it hard for us to want to just believe someone is being nice because if it turns out that they're not there for that reason, and if something were to happen and something was to go left, the conversation is going to be, well, why did you talk to him? Well, why did you let him do this? Well, excuse me, a murderer is going to be a murderer a racist, <laughs> going to be a rapist, but it's still it's going to fall back especially when you see violence against women it falls back on the woman well why were you wearing that well why were you out at that hour why were you like why why did you let him walk you to your vehicle and it's like it's, it's, again he did something wrong but it's always like why did you why did we do something to egg him on and I'm just like there have been plenty of people who serial killers who go out saying that they, they were just out to harm someone. They, they were not, it wasn't that they were picking or choosing anyone in particular. It was just a crime of opportunity at random. They thought that this could get, they thought that this can get done. Like she was receptive. So bam, there was Ted Bundy. Mm-hmm. would constantly would show up in a cast, oh, or I lost this. I'm looking for, what did you do? There was something at the beach one time and he was like, he was looking for something. I don't know, but he always had some type of story to disarm women and to get him to trust them. And so when you see things like that, then it's like, is this person really being nice or do they want something from me? And it could be a simple, oh, he's maybe trying to, take me out and I just, I don't want to date him, or he might be trying to kidnap and murder me.
1: So, before so you go, go any further, let me ask you one thing. Mm-hmm. So you said he could be trying to ask you out, but you don't want to date him. How do you know you don't want to date him until you give him a chance?
0: There is, I think that we have, there is a point where we have to know there are some people that we just don't want to give a chance.
2: So, but so.
0: I... While the ideal is always going to be yes, you have to You have to like this person. I think anyone who you like who you want to be partnered with date. There should be a complete attraction but We have to admit That men and women are visual people We want to like what we want to be attracted to what we see so you have to be willing to, like, you have to be willing to admit, if you're trying to walk up to a woman on the street, nine times out of ten, you're, she's going to have to need to find you attractive, buddy boy. And it's not like you all are longtime mutual friends and there's time for attraction to grow. It is what it is. Like, I'm, if a guy walks up to me on the street and he is five six, hmm. trying to ask me out, immediately no it's not going to really it's not like no this is there are some things you don't have to give everything a chance and I think that you have the right to not give everything a chance don't be disrespectful about it don't be rude don't be mean don't be nasty about it but you don't have to accept everything that comes your way you really don't Mm -hmm. you don't have to give everyone a chance and so if you're not immediately attracted to someone you don't have to give them a chance but i do think that different situations fare better for you if we are if we have mutual friends so i've been around you we've hung out a couple times maybe we've gone to top golf as friends and we've gone to the movies and we've done brunch together sometimes i but you're not immediately attracted to me like i don't find you physically drawn I'm not drawn to you physically right away, but I start to see your personality, that might be, that's a a guy who'd be a candidate for give him a chance, even though he doesn't fit the physical attributes of what I'm looking for. Guy off the street, who wants to go through all that? Who, like, come on, who wants to go through, oh, hi, can I take you out? I'm attracted to you. We go through what, a week or two again? That's another thing. The men are unwell.
2: <laughs>
0: no, I, do not, I do not want anyone attracted to him or not. I can't do not what are you doing me to death? Do not not be able to hold a conversation. I don't need my time being wasted. So that's even worse if you're not attracted to someone. you still try and give them this chance, and then it's shitty. You can't even make it to a date because he can't carry a conversation or he can't plan a date. He just wants to come over and Netflix and chill or something. Then you're looking like, why did I waste my time? Then you're telling yourself, I told you this man who with ashy elbows, who had the nerve to come up to you in the street in public with his
2: ashy (laughs) elbows, that you should have left that man
0: alone. He can't even put motion on himself. What <laughs> makes you think he can put together day? That's down. the conversation you then have with yourself. Because you're like, you knew better. You knew better. But I feel like men like to push us into this whole, you don't know what you might be missing, baby. That's, let me miss it. I've been missing <laughs> you for how long? I can miss you a little longer. I can miss you a little longer. But yeah, it's like, people were not socialized to think that men just want to be nice or men just want to be friends with us, not strangers. Like, no, it's too dangerous. And then even for the men who have no ill intent because of those who have done wrong and who do have ill intent and because of how other people handle and often blame the women, it makes us even more, it makes us less inclined to want to, to engage or to think or to really believe that you're just here to be friendly just to be nice because there's always something in our mind that is like if the tables turn and if this goes left who is going to go up for me if i were to go to the police are the police going to believe me or are they going to question what i did to get here it's a very scary feeling
1: so let me ask you and, this we'll go ahead go ahead yeah no, go ahead.
0: No, it's just, it's really scary. And it's something that I can't, I can't imagine being like faced with and really being like, sometimes, you know, you see random things on the internet. Sometimes you come across things. And one of the scariest things that I think I've come across recently was comments that judges have made to rape victims in rape cases. And when you have judges saying things like, well, you wouldn't have gotten wet if you didn't want it. That is so disgusting, demoralizing. I can't even think of all the words to say, to describe what that is. And even if I could, I I can't even scratch the surface of what I, what I can only imagine that young lady was feeling. And so in the back of our mind, we always have like, what's on the other side of this? What could potentially be on the other side of this? And who will be there to support me, or will I just have to figure this out on my own? Because women just aren't supportive any until to be supported. So, what was your question?
1: So, so how do you make friends with a guy then? Like, so how how does that start? Like, what would be a way to to do that? Because it seems like I feel like nice guys always finish last. So, like, it's always just like I feel like sometimes just just with so many people and i feel like women are in their head so much like well wait just just with the topic that you just gave us or, or the scenario you gave us alone that's just one thing but there's a million other little things that are going on in that i feel like are going on in women heads that that kind of keep them like blocked from what could potentially be and i feel like I feel like once a guy approaches a woman, it's like they're automatically analyzing them for like, what does he want, what does he want? Let me try to figure out, what what is he want? You know, they like, really may not be trying to do anything, but I think that whole let me figure you out part is the part where things go left, and I think it strays from what it could have potentially been. Like, if, you, if it didn't work out in a relationship, maybe y'all could be really, really good friends. But if... If you go in it with the uh, with that with that mindset of let me see what he wants let me figure out what does he want he wants them. he just wants this and, but what if he really doesn't like how do you know and like how do you how do you end up right. getting friends of the opposite sex if if women are men that way and I say this because um. just being a guy who who has been in situations in the past where like people. Are trying like you're talking to him just because you just enjoy carving a conversation I like talking to people I'll talk to the bum on the train I will I talk to everybody but I've been in a situation where it's just like well he's so nice he must want something I'm like I don't want nothing from you especially not you like no don't try me <laughs> but I've seen that happen and I don't like that I don't like being put in that position that, that position as a guy I was like what would make you You, you being you and me being me. I know that sounds real cocky and arrogant, but what would make you think that I want that from you?
0: So let's get something straight. As uh, we see what men be fucking.
2: (laughs) True. You're right, you're right, you're
0: right. As much as okay, as long as we clear, as long as we are clear. Mm -hmm you all mm-hmm. okay but everyone's on the f- not fucking bad bitches <laughs> seven
1: days a week yeah. let's understand that okay okay yeah yeah but on the flip side we can say the same thing because I done seen like some women come in to like my job I was like you with this dude <laughs> No, but like wow hey. <laughs> I, I agree I
0: agree
1: but my thing is I was like just me personally I feel insulted when it, whenever it has happened to me in the past I feel insulted I was like why would you think that like I've, I've done nothing but try to help I've done nothing but try to support I've done nothing like what would make you think that me like me <laughs> like A1 what would make you think that A1 wanted that or wanted something other than what I told you it was like I'm pretty firm in telling you or straight up when it comes to what I want I was like look this is what it is you know But my thing is, why not ask or have that conversation instead of just assuming and then ruining something that could potentially be good?
0: Because we're taught that men lie. We're taught that men lie through socialization and through ding, 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 man, fucking lying. So, (laughs)
2: we're
0: like, we can have the conversation, but we still may not believe it. It's it's really 50-50. There's I can't think of any correct science for to figure out if it's true or not um, at some point I do think that there are friend, I do think that there are things that you do as friends and things that you would do as a romantic partner like what? And as, or someone who has interest in you
1: Like, like and so
0: if I'm seeing
1: besides the like, obvious well,
2: ones um,
0: Okay, I had a former coworker reach out to me. Before I moved, there was a group of us who were supposed to go to Harold's. Never happened. The day I was supposed to happen, I texted him. Yeah. Okay. I texted him. He never answered me back. I moved, whatever. So he had hit me up the other day, asked me how I was doing, um, and randomly, out of nowhere, just said how he used to have a crush on me. And I was like, I don't know what you're sharing this information with me for. Because this man, when we worked together, had a child. We know how I feel about that. (laughs) So that Mm -hmm. already disqualified him. But he has since gotten married. So like, why would you even share that with me? And like I never had that feeling before. Like he and I, we were coworkers and then we became friends. Like he's not my fucking bestie. I'm not about to call him some happens. But you know, he hits me up, we'll talk about our day, like whatever, whatever. If he never if he needed my Help or advice for something, I would you know, I'd be willing to give it to him. If there was something that I felt that I could, I actually my ex when he was so gung ho about he's gonna move to Atlanta, blah blah blah. um, I kept on, I was asking because once he left the company where we were, he he and another guy had left, and they were both doing very well for themselves. And it dealt with driving, and so I had asked him like, hey, I know you're in charge of hiring. My boyfriend wants to move here. Do you think he's able to help me out? Like, I do think that we had we had that type of friendship where we can be, you know, we can ask each other favors, We can try and be nice to one another. I never had any inkling that he had romantic feelings for me at any point. He admitted that, and I was like, I don't know why you're saying this to me now. Mm-hmm. Like, you're married. You have a whole blended family. Like, please get out of my face. And now you've made this awkward. And then he was asking me when I was going to come back to Atlanta to visit. And I was like, I don't know. Um, you know, I now have a puppy, like traveling is different with her now. I don't want to board her for long periods of time. And he was like, Oh, well maybe I'll just come there and visit you. And like that is crossing the friend line at that Mm -hmm. point to me. That's not what something that just friends would do. I like, no, that's too much. No, to me, that's not a normal friendship with boundaries in my opinion. And I expressed it to him. I said, I don't think it's appropriate. So uh, <laughs> I
2: feel like
0: I feel like there are certain things where you can know, like this guy is just trying to be my friend. He's just being helpful. Like me, I have a small credit union that's based in Atlanta. Um, until I got my cash app card, anyone sending me money on Apple Pay would just be stuck in Apple Pay. Like if I couldn't, if I didn't owe someone else money, if I wasn't paying someone else, via Apple Pay or mm-hmm. if I was going somewhere that took Apple Pay, the money would just sit there. And then one time I was like shit, I could really use this cash. So I told one of my friends like, hey, can I transfer you this money and I take you to Bank of America and you take this cash out? He was like, yeah, sure. Like that's something he's being nice. He's being a friend. That is what a friend would do. Like that's that's appropriate friend. Like that's Kindness. I'm not thinking that my friend, he's not trying to do something more because that like, no, it's like, no, Mm -hmm. we would, we would go out sometimes. And I know, like, a friend's between jobs. We're all going out. And I have a friend who is less conscious of what other people make like the money she wants to spend is about to be the money she wants to spend. Doesn't care if we are buying a $10 bottle of liquor in a section of the club for $500. She's going to buy it. She's going to spend the $500. Everyone does not live like that. And I think you have to be cognizant when you're, when you're, when you're around large groups of people. And like I always say, self-awareness and you kind of got to know who you are in the group. And so like, I would know like if we go out sometimes, like, they might have a limit and i'll be like i'm the one who invited you out she doesn't understand she doesn't know you all as well she doesn't understand that that may not be how you all party and how you all spend money i got you like please don't worry about it i don't want you all to feel worried about this or anything i just want everyone to have a good time and that's fine i have never purchased weed i purchased weed once in my life and it is when i moved when I was in, around all my friends in Atlanta, I never purchased weed. Mm-hmm. But my friends let me smoke their weed. I never thought that they wanted me to pay me back and uh, that I was supposed to pay them back in vagina or anything <laughs> like that. They're trying, to, <laughs> they're trying to fill me up because the I'm religion. smoking their weed.
1: They were trying I, to use the swipes no. on you?
0: Yeah, but I know, that, I know that that's a huge thing. Like, I know that that's a, a big one. Like, oh, you came over and you drank our liquor and you smoked. No, you gotta get something up. I know that that's a huge thing that goes on with women, but my fr- no, we're being nice. We're being friends with one another. Like I'll come over, I'll buy a bottle quick. Like we wanna drink, we can drink, that's fine. Or if you all just want me to put cash on the weed, I can do that too, it's fine. But it's never something that's asked of me. And it's just like, I just feel like that's, I never felt like my guy friends were trying to use that as a pathway to my panties, like no. <laughs> but there are some things where it's like that's romantic, dude. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, no, that's something for your partner to do. Yeah. And, and so, the only example that I can think of is again, making a specialized long distance trip to come see someone. Um, but especially after admitting something like that, but I just think that there are you, I, I think that part of it is you can just tell like you can feel it
1: but what does that what feel like can, though? like from a woman's perspective
0: it feels like it just feels like they're coming on to you like i i don't know how to explain it and then i know that those feelings are probably different for other people and for different things that they've experienced in life so that's another thing um because you don't know everyone's histories so there's someone who probably who may have been taken advantage of from someone who was a hundred percent just nothing but very friendly to them but then one night that they, they weren't friendly and now they look at everyone like that like they're trying to be predatory like they're trying to be friends so they can get whatever they're trying to go after so it's it's a hard call. It's a it's a very hard call. Do you, because a lot of the things are rooted in what they've experienced.
1: Do you think that's ingrained in us at a young age cuz I feel like even as kids like that was that's what it was. I feel like people teach you and the funny thing is I feel like women are taught one thing and guys are taught the equal opposite. And I think if we oh, if we if we're taught that oh all women are this they only want you for something like you know that same thing but for something different and then if women are being taught that a guy ain't just being nice to you for no reason like how do we get anywhere as as a society like that's that's my that's like the that's like the age-old question for me and it's just like like is it is it just conditioning because like i said back in the day like that's just what it was Like growing up in high school Growing up in college Just even more so as an adult Like you just can't be helpful You just can't just Want to be friends with somebody Just because Without it Without somebody Thinking something else that then if someone I guess I guess people don't really Say too much about it Because then it gets awkward Oh well she thought I liked her Or he thought I liked him Or whatever You know that type of thing But it's, it's just, I just feel like I feel like this stuff Starts early on In our life Like it's ingrained In us to To be wary Of the others And I just feel like Me personally I just feel like Men get such a bad Rap in the world Like But then again Women do too So <laughs> It's kind of crazy But I, I just feel like You just can't Genuinely be nice To somebody Without them Wanting something I mean thinking You want something From them As a dude I do think
0: that It's It is how we're Socialized It is What's ingrained in us, but we, it has to be this so- is society who changes it. And part of what that change in society will have to be is holding people accountable for what they do wrong, holding the correct people accountable. So, what is going to make women feel safer to just be friends with men and to allow strange men to talk to them? Men who do wrong need the appropriate consequences there's no reason why rapists are doing less time in jail for those in possession of weed things we see like you there is no justice for women who get hurt there is no justice for for victims of domestic violence like so we, can't, if we can if we can in society will not protect us then we have to protect us and that means keeping every stranger danger joe who comes within arm's length of us at arm's length then we're going to have to do that if we want that to change then yes we have to as a society understand people can do nice things for one another but when people don't do nice things those people need to be punished accordingly and that's it like but that's that's a lot of change that we're looking to have so on a singular in your own personal bubble level i can't even answer how a guy can become friends with a girl you better be her co-worker you better be yeah. a friend of a friend Because I'm not gonna lie being a man and coming up to a woman and talking to her on the
2: street
0: (laughs) (laughs) You better be fine as fuck rich as fuck something Mm -hmm. thing because I mean There are things that are gonna let people let their guard down and uh, it, It is what it is. That's the game. That's what the world is, but i i personally like when i go when i see things and i just thought about this today like i completely messed up i used to i don't even know if they did it but AMC i think regal was the one i always used to go to and then amc started doing it too they would do the oscar best nomin best film nomination film fest regal i know this is how regal did it and like i said i think amc started doing it but i don't know their exact model for how they would do it regal it would be $35, you buy a pass, $35. You get to see the seven Oscar, nominated, picture, Oscar um, nominated films for best picture. And then what they would do is they'd play them for like two weeks or a week and a half or like two and a half weeks. And then they'd have different time slots. They'd play one at like 12, three, five and seven. And then they'd rotate which films they play at each time each day. This way it gives people a time to see every single one. So seven films for $35, that's $5 a movie that, that's uh, it's cheap. <laughs> and they would have like a special $5 popcorn and soda combo. And it would give me a chance to see films that I normally wouldn't go see myself. And I'm like, it's $5. And some of the films that I saw were great. Like some of them were things that I wanted to see on my own. Some were things that I had already seen on my own, whatever your Black Panther was in there, of course I already seen it umpteen other times. But I'm like, one more time for the road, let's go. Um, Jojo Rabbit was one of the ones where I had never heard of it. When I read the synopsis, I was like, excuse me, this is a film about a little boy who has Hitler as an imaginary friend. Really? You all are sick. What the hell is wrong with you all? When I tell you that movie was so good,
2: <laughs> was so funny. <laughs>
0: But then I got out of the theater and I thought about it. This was a whole satire about Hitler, my guy. Could you make a satirical movie about enslavement? And could it be Oscar picture, best film worthy? Because we already know we got to be suffering to be nominated for shit. So we can't be laughing about slavery. And so I was like, I it made me miss college. It was so easy to make friends in college because we were all just like, you'd be in class. Everyone had to read the same book. Everyone had to read the same chapter. You start talking about stuff. And it was just, you know, it just, it fostered communication and it fostered community, or at least my college did. Um, Well, the AUC did for me. And I was just like, you know, I'm seeing all these movies and I want to talk about them. Parasite was another movie. Everyone had talked about it. Wasn't something I'd see on my own. Loved it. And I'm just like, I wish that I had someone who I could talk to these movies about. And I mean, yeah, I can talk to my friends, but I'm just like, I'd be open to, if niggas want to meet up in the lobby and go to Starbucks after the movie and talk about it. I really would, but I would not mind doing things like that. Like, making friends in adulthood is so much harder. It's like, you have to actively look for stuff. And I know that there are, like... There are apps for that. There are meetup groups for that. So you do have to just do a little more work. So, I mean, I guess find someone as a, like, whatever your interest is, find some type of meetup group that has for your interest. And there can be women in there. You at least know that you all have that in common. So you can talk about that and make a friend there. But talking to women on the street,
2: <laughs> I don't know.
0: And I'm not going to lie, I'm a woman. And I'm not ugly. I still won't talk to them on the street. Like, my friends will always be like, Jen, you always talk about being single. I got to blank that out. you ain't.
1: <laughs>
0: what? I said Jen.
1: That still might be too close. But I'm going to blank it out anyway.
2: Okay. <laughs>
1: just just in case. Somebody might be like, I know who that is. But go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs>
2: They're like,
0: you talk about being single, you know, you got to get out the house, like, shooters got to shoot, you got to shoot your shot. And I'd be like, nigga, no, so a man can talk to me crazy like how women talk to men crazy? I no. I'm just so scared of rejection. That's why yeah. like when men, yes. Yes. So that's like when men talk to me, like, even if I'm not interested, I try and be very cognizant that this is still a person. Like, no matter what, this is still a person. I wouldn't want anyone to embarrass me don't embarrass them. Like, just be calm, period. That does not always work out, because some men do not understand the word no, which is, again, another socialization thing that has to be worked on, because men be flipping out over the simplest stuff, because um, their egos be getting in the way. But, yeah, so uh just talking to people on the street may not be the way to make friends anymore in 2022, you might have to oh and you know what really proves that phenomenon one of my favorite things hey twitter i took a picture of this girl with this girl on the beach help me find her my nigga you were standing next to her on the beach you took a picture with her you didn't talk to her on the beach you're (laughs) asking twitter to find her like are you insane do your thing right but people are really terrified to talk to people Face to face, and I do think it's for a number of reasons. There is like embar, like you know, what if what if she embarrasses me? What if he embarrasses me? But then there's also I think that there's a level of we don't know how to socialize and interact face to face anymore because of social media and because of being on fault and because of texting. Yeah. And so people are so scared to speak in person, but they'll say anything with them thumbs, boy, and they'll get people fucked up like so i think that there's 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 a number of things So that's another thing you might not be able to make friends because you're awkward in person
1: people i think so i think people are awkward on everybody and i think they're awkward in person too but i do i do agree i feel like you gotta have something in common but even when you do have that one thing in common I think some people I'm going to just be honest Like, Just just with some of the people I know in my life like From what they've told me out of their own mouths And their own personal experiences Is that they're not used to a man being nice to them They've never seen a good guy in their life They're not used to people being nice to them um, They've never seen a guy Actually be nice to them Without wanting something I can kind of get that um, And I think they just have a bad idea Of what what dudes are and i feel like if you don't have something in common with them like let's say like you work with somebody or you guys both of your kids you know your kid and you know her kid go to the same football practice or whatever you know outside of things like that i think people feel weird but i think even if you're just genuinely being nice then people are still questioning questioning it and it just can't be what it is um But I do feel like just some of those things That I've been told Like that is why But I was like But why should I be penalized Just because you have a poor choice In people you keep around you And if you gonna block everybody And you gonna have nobody around you But and also Does this work the same way for women Like how do women make friends with women Like do you do they Do you automatically think that Women are wanting something from you too Because I think it can be and I say that because there's always at least one cute friend. There's one friend that's ugly. And there's one friend, you know, everybody got their own <laughs> thing, <theme>, but then <laughs> everybody got their you one
0: thing.
1: I think we <laughs> might have mentioned this before too. Yes. No know, know your role in the front Yeah, room. know your role. That's what it is. I think, you know, some people may be friends with you just because you do you do know all the popular kids, but like do but I don't feel like women treat other women that way. They only treat the dudes that way.
2: i mm,
0: nah i disagree i think i think with women women will keep the women who they think will might do them harm or who want something from them closer than they keep the men
1: like you agree. know i agree
0: like they They'll keep you around them so they so you can't so they can't get you before you get them, or so you can try and figure out their moves. But I do think women will think that they look for that they want something out of you. Like when I moved here, again, my friend who advised me to work for this company and moved here, and I was telling her there are not black people here. While she was on her way out, she was like, "Oh, let me connect you with the girls who I met." But she said, "But be aware, they're going to be very concerned with what you do, and what you can do for them." She just said it outright, and I was just like, "Okay, all right." And I feel like I feel like it's common, and I I do feel like it it happens in women, not just in any particular city it just happens all around and again women have been women we've been taught to compete against each other for the attention of men
1: and I think that's what it is I think I do th- I do agree with it. I think a lot of it's for I think women compete with each other like they said, I do this for myself no you didn't I really don't believe that you got all dressed up just to sit at home <laughs> you did it because you want to shit on somebody That's what I believe.
0: And there's no so here's the thing. Getting all dressed up, men don't be appreciating when you get dressed. Like men don't don't be appreciating like women do. No. I do I do not. Okay, maybe you know something. But there are plenty of women where they're like, I I agree women don't really Women don't get dressed for men. Women get dressed for other women. And sometimes it is to purposely, like, try outdo and one-up someone. And sometimes it's just we know that another woman is going to appreciate it. And sometimes that woman is just yourself. So I do think that there are times where women, women and self-care i think we have we have a wonderful understanding of that and part of self care is getting dressed and feeling nice like honestly i think i've said it to you before i think that things are very very relaxed around here and it gives me anxiety i'm like you all don't get dressed for shit around here and it's like i've started to notice that sometimes my mood is different and just how i feel about things is different because i'm just like i just i haven't I haven't decided to wear anything outside of sweatpants for the past seven days. Like, what am I doing? Like, I should get dressed for me. Like, I don't care. Like, this isn't how I used to go to the store in Atlanta. Why should I go to the store like that here? Because this is what is acceptable here. So no, sometimes I do really think that women, not even sometimes, I really do think that if there's one thing that women are going to do for themselves, it's their self-care and getting dressed, getting dressed up, wearing what we want to wear to go where we want to go. So yes, sometimes it is to outshine and compete with other women, but um, I don't really think men appreciate when women get dressed up as much as a woman would appreciate herself for doing it or appreciate another one or like give kudos to another woman doing
1: it. I don't so so how how could how could a guy show appreciation like 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 how like what if we do and we just don't tell y'all like how do, how do we know
0: i'm glad you asked that because i have been mean to talk about this for a long time uh-oh shut it up have your shoes ready after i'm ready three hours after i said i was gonna be ready oh,
1: just put Lord. your damn
0: shoes on so we can leave the house because you've now had three hours to put your shoes on. And your shoes are <laughs> They still
1: on. got the shoes So on. what's
0: your excuse? Because now I'm fully ready. Just put your shoes on, compliment me, and let's go. And
1: that's and be it? be
0: happy that you... That... <laughs> yes. <laughs>
2: Tell
1: me I look
0: good. Be happy that we're about to be the baddest couple in this bitch. Just walk... like... <sighs> We've spent three extra hours. So you're telling me after three extra hours or whatever getting ready i'm not even i'm not even amazing enough for you to say something about it you just want to say we're late
1: oh man
0: okay that's fine that is fine
1: what What if they do it on the back end like you look great today like later on instead of saying we were be we late um, it should be done first crazy
0: no no we don't you should be done first you're about to ruin the whole mood tell like
1: <laughs>
0: i mean don't get me wrong like you need to be respectful of people's time like i understand that much um but you also got to figure out what you're working with fellas if you know she's about to be 30 minutes late tell her to be ready 45 minutes earlier than you're really supposed to leave like let's be smart about it come on
1: D- but don't you um, don't think that everybody know that th- that's the oldest trick in the book like he said three times like, he really mean four
0: Nah. Nah. <laughs> no, <laughs> I
2: no, no. If it's
0: me and someone going out, I'm not going to do that. If it is a cookout at my auntie's house, I'm absolutely going to do that. Because be there's like... no way you can trick the whole family into believing that. But if it's just me and someone else going out, then yeah, I'm going to be like, he told me 3.30, okay, 3.30. I'm not about to go back and be like, we well, said 3.30, he said everything team at four. No, I'm not gonna do that. And I'm also very good about letting people know like, hey, I'm running behind like I'm super sorry. Um, But I do it is something that does need to be addressed. Like, don't get me wrong, you do have to be respectful of someone's time. But if the only thing you're going to focus on is the bad, then you're always just going to get a negative reaction. And I think men, men will talk about that. All you do is talk about the bad things I do. You never talk about the one time I took out the trash. Okay. So why won't you talk about what? Like, why are you only focused on the fact that I'm thirty minutes late? Why don't you also tell me you're thirty minutes late? But oh my gosh, like I can it see where all thing. that effort went into. You're stunning. Like, come on, come on.
1: So, so, so it's as simple as that. Just a, just a compliment and put your shoes on. That's all we need.
0: Yes, just be ready to roll. Don't waste more time like bitching about it. Like at least the time that the extra time I was using, I was getting finer. What are you doing? You just yeah, yeah, yeah. Like come on. <laughs> Let's
1: go. Oh, I'm ready right now. That was interesting. That is interesting. Um, I think it was one more thing I wanted to say about that. Um I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll digest that and just kind of see Wait,
0: if how do you become friends with men? Like, how would a woman become friends
1: with a man? So men become friends with men because we have we usually have a common interest. It's, it's either weed, some type of drugs, sports, music. That's what. It, or you work at the same job. That's how men become friends. I'm not gonna lie to you. That's so it. How
0: do women become friends with you all? And and if a woman sees a man who she wants to be friends with,
2: what um,
1: does she do? I think. And I think when women become friends with men, I think it's usually, it's usually a commonality there. Like maybe you work with them, maybe you're a friend of a friend. Like y'all go to the same school, and I think that either something happens, and you know, it just kind of a conversation may ensue or spark up because of something, and then you know, just kind of work on it from there, or you gotta. You got to go past Stacy's office to drop something off Or you share somebody's textbook in college or whatever and I think it kind of comes that kind of thing But I think once it starts, it's just kind of I don't know, I don't. I guess let me think about Do men feel like that, dude? Well, I know men, men do feel like that But let me see if I ever really felt like somebody You know I don't know but I think that's how it starts like usually maybe it's a funny guy they laughing at all your jokes so now you feel like you gotta keep telling jokes so you keep telling jokes and then you know y'all become friends that way or like just situations um, just situations that arise you know like if you, I feel like if you're a decent person people tend to like you like they have no reason not to like you if you never really like tried to come at them any kind of way I think that's one way that, that it happens but I don't I don't, I think it's. I think a lot of times it just happens. At least for me, I feel like it just happens. But I feel like it ain't. It ain't how guys become friends though. Like, like I said, guys become friends because of weed, drugs, music, sports, you know, or uh, y'all work together, or some some form of fashion or something like that. And guys don't really like make a lot of new guy friends unless it's just like. You know, like y'all really see each other a lot. Like you really like this person at work, or I see you at the court all the time. Now y'all friends and stuff like that. Or you know, you go to the barbershop shop and now y'all having a conversation about this, and now this person's on your side. Like y'all have the same LeBron take or y'all have the same Jay Z take, and now you know you be, oh, what Tony? Tony gonna come in here. He gonna be on my side. Me and Tony gonna team up <laughs> against y'all. Like it's that kind of thing, and then you become friends, and now you always looking for Tony. And they're like, "Hey, man, we going out to 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 the boom boom room. You want to come? Yeah, man, I'm gonna come. Me and Greg and Tony, Greg and Tony down there together now. And I think that's just kind of how it is. But I don't think you really have too many of those moments with women, unless it's like something like a movie. Like I know, uh, like like uh, like my old roommate, like his ex girlfriend. Actually, she used to be on the show. She, um, mm-hmm. we became friends because through through him naturally." But we had we had some commonalities like we all like power. We would sit down and talk about because when I when I first met her, I wouldn't really say too much too. I'm like, that's your friend. You, I'm not. I'm friendly. I'll make friends, but I really wouldn't say much her because I don't really like to. Like I, uh, we talked about it in the past about like how you know like things would be where it was like I would talk to this person for him and then stuff go left for me, and um, or oh, with the situation, and um. So I just, I just tried not to unless I had a reason but like once I found out we had like a commonality like Kendrick, we like power like something big happened in the conversation and so like, oh, okay she kind of cool and then we would, we would become friends that way So, but I think it's like I said we, but I, well, I take that back there is one thing that I do know that women become friends with guys f- the same way guys become friends with other guys and that's if you smoke weed if you smoke weed you're going to be friends <laughs> with anybody I will say that, I've seen that Those that's the one thing I could say that that's the same across the board.
0: Okay. Right. No (laughs) tips for me going out in a new city and making guy friends.
1: Well, I think you can. Like, if you, I think if you was like a sports enthusiast, you was really like into sports, and you go to like a sports ball, like somebody see you there all the time. I think that can work. But I think it's, I don't, I just don't feel like it happens because I feel like women are like apprehensive about approaching men anyway for anything unless they really, really, really need it for one. And then I think it's just that whole, he's going to want something in return type of thing. Or if I say, if I be nice to him today, then I'm about to be nice to him tomorrow. Then, you know, now, now whatever's happening is happening.
0: All right, find some sports bars to hang out with on the
1: NBA or hang out at when the NBA finals. Yeah, sports. I'm telling you, sports will do it. Sports or like I think that I think the easiest thing is is probably work though. I think that I think that seems to be it's a neutral playground. You're around people that are similar backgrounds or like status or like you know just just certain certain things. You're around them and it's like you may be the only two black people in the building. You just never know. And now y'all friends. You know, you know, that kind of thing. But I think like you've been on certain projects or being forced to work with people or put like rubbing elbows with people frequently. I think it becomes a familiarity thing. Like at least for me, if I see somebody, you know, you see somebody a certain amount of times, you naturally start to have a conversation with them. Like at my job, I got to go to pretty much all the floors to do whatever they need me to do. And if you see this same person all the time, it, 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 it's a good morning. Then they say, hey, you know, it's like, hey, you know, you seen X, Y, Z, you seen Will Slap. Oh, well, no, we can't, no, we can't say that. <laughs> now we dated. But, you know, you know, it may be something. You seen the, the latest episode of Game of Thrones. Like, that's just kind of how it goes. So, I don't know. But I think that's just what it is. But I think that's a good question. But I think we're going to get some good feedback. And I'm going to post a survey someplace and see how that goes and um, go from there but there was a couple other things I had I want to get to but I kind of don't want to get to we could probably get to them at another episode um, but I guess we got to get to the meat and potatoes before it's too late <laughs> <laughs> what you laughing at I've
2: been waiting for this
1: Hey man, me too. So we for for those who are listening, spoiler alert. I gotta start. I gotta. I said I was gonna start doing better. Spoiler alert: so many episodes, and I still don't do it. But spoiler alert: if you haven't seen uh, episode three of Insecure yet, just just skip past this part. I'm gonna put a timestamp in here. So let me just actually let me just go ahead and jot that down now. Um, oops. Let me put like. 40 that might that might do it but if you haven't seen it um just skip it now so first watch like i told you like it was it was a very emotional episode for me in particular because i could relate to it like 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 i said my my story is very very similar to lawrence's story and i know what it's like to feel how he's been feeling with that was that your sorry story? Oh. <laughs> Cause my yes, phone lives over here too, the other one, but ain't nothing happened. But um, but I know it is like to be in those shoes and kind of have to go through, try to navigate that process, and you know feel that way. Um, like I was like, my heart was racing a little bit just watching it because I was just like, dang, like this is this is exactly like how it, how, you know, how it's been or how it played out for me. And you know, just to see like how the family just kind of, you know, just kind of like. Kind of put him off to the side Like just kind of like Made him a second class citizen I didn't really like Like that And you know like You know like Postpartum and stuff like that Is real And you know People going through Whatever they going through And you know it, it, To me It was just It was a heavy episode That's probably one of The heaviest episodes For me that I've seen From from Issa um, Ever Besides Besides like Maybe one of the last One of the last episodes in season. then what, what episode is that? Season
0: 4
1: I think But um Which one is season 4 With When they find out they cut When he When he get okay. the job I think that's season 4 I think this is season 5 That they're on now I think Yeah So yeah, yeah. I think You know just, just watching it Just as a dude Like you don't You really don't have no power Like it's just really Just left up to The way society say it mm-hmm. is Like no you about what? About about anything like I think it's always you know favors the women like it's always what they say what they do and then you know it's like that family is just it just seemed like it's more suited and geared for women to benefit than the men and so like to
0: benefit in having children
1: yes i do because if things go awry you pretty much got somebody by the balls for at least 18 years and no matter what you do no matter what you say you have to do it because that's what the law is like not saying that that's what's happening in the show but i I do feel like it's it's set up for to cater to women okay and you know like for him not having to say in anything like anything
0: <laughs> oh he is a Lawrence.
1: yeah <laughs> oh
2: okay
1: like him not having to say in anything like lawrence is just kind of just sitting there looking crazy and like i watched it a couple times and i'm just sitting there looking at him i'm like i don't care what happened i just don't think that it's fair for one um and like I like I said, I think it was I think after I've seen how the like the sister was treating him, like it really just didn't it really just didn't sit right in me. Like I don't think she was right on it, but I also I do I feel like I can't think of what's what's uh what's Amanda Rye's husband's name in that show? Derek? Who cool.
0: the who is Amanda
1: Rye Amanda, Amanda Seals Amanda Seals, that's what I mean. Derek. <laughs> oh it cool. up, uh, his name is is Ferris. Derek. Oh yeah, so it is Derek. Um, yeah. Like, when when he had to pull him away, like I know what that's like to have somebody like kind of, you know, go back and forth with you about like how it should be done or what it is, and you know, I think and like I I do think she was overreacting a like, just a tad bit. I don't know what was going on. I don't know what message they was trying to convey. Like maybe she is going through it, but I do think there is no term to, um, there's like no, there's not a medical term to to for what men go through after that okay and I don't think that it's fair because we don't have a term then we can't there's no really way to quantify or you know you know talk about it like how do we talk about how we feel during this time like without sounding just like we talking about our ball and chain all the time you know and just just watching him just just trying to navigate and I do feel like he was trying to do the best that he could do. Do I think he could have done a little better? Yes, I always think there's room for improvement, but I don't feel like he got any credit at all for trying. I don't think that I don't think that they communicated well. I don't think that she wanted to communicate and I that's that's mm. a horrible feeling. Do do you think she wanted to communicate?
0: So there is a point when they are going back and forth and texting each other and they show the text messages. And he talks about coming to get him and stay for a weekend. And she says, can, can I call you? Can we talk about this? He completely ignores that and says, I will be there on Friday. She asked to call him.
1: I might've he missed that part.
0: Ignores it and says, this is when I'm going to be here and dictates what, the fuck Lawrence is going to do. And what I what I think is a big crux of this episode is Lawrence saying, just keep me posted.
1: And I think that's just the thing too.
0: Lawrence not admitting and taking accountability that that was a very reactive fathering plan. And hey, I said, keep me posted. It's not what I meant. I want to take a more proactive role in the fathering of our child. So I know that you've already made plans. You've planned some things out already because that's what you had to do. But from now on, I would like a more proactive and co-parenting role. Lawrence never said that. And I think that it was a huge problem because just keep me posted is a very just, just laissez fair hands-off way of handling the situation. So that's what she was doing. She kept you posted. She lets you know when she went to labor. She lets you know that when the christening will be. She was keeping you posted. She did exactly what you requested. And then later on, when he's having a conversation with Chad, and he was like, oh, they're treating me like I'm a deadbeat already. And Chad goes, well, little man is fresh out the poom poom because fatherhood is allowed to start at the birth of a child she's been being a mother for the past nine months
1: hold on wait 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 and wait you, wait 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 wait. you don't think that that guys have to go through that too
0: they they can they do not have to
1: okay that Maybe man that's can an be
0: absent and be someplace else but that baby's inside of her she can't not be a mother and okay. then decide, oh, it's time to birth. Let me go into mama. No. <laughs> nobody <Andola laughs>
2: has been a mother
0: for nine months. But for Chad to say, little man is fresh off the pum pum. So there were things that had to be planned. There were things that should have been being set up and done for your child while she was pregnant. Was Lawrence there through all of that? So that's why the family can look at him like he's a deadbeat from the beginning. Because what have you done that whole nine months? Whether whatever you and Condola have going on, that's you. Like you can't allow that to affect what's going on with your child. But what makes it seem like he was not active, proactively doing anything? Lawrence said, "Just keep me posted." And after they, when they were leaving the doctor's appointment, and Condola said to him, "What happened to just keep me posted?" He has no rebuttal, and he has no rebuttal because he knows it's what he said, and he knows that that was wrong.
1: But what if that's not what, so he, he, what he meant like because when i took it i thought it was uh...
0: accountability for it you have to say that's not what i meant lawrence never once admits that he might have said the wrong thing that's not what he meant lawrence just wants to show up and say okay well now lawrence wants to take job now lawrence wants to do this no that's not fair you have to address that what you said was wrong, misleading. That's not what you meant, and now you want to be a co-parent with her. Not you are just going to take over and do what you want as you want to do it.
1: Do see when when he when when I found when I saw that he said uh, just keep me posted. I took it as just keep me posted because I didn't. I think they ended on like bad terms. I think they did end on bad terms. I thought they just weren't talking. I was just. I thought he was saying just keep me posted on the arrival. I thought that's what that meant. Like I didn't, I didn't know. Well, I, but that's how I took it. I, I didn't take it how you took it. I took it as he just kind of wanted to be kept posted, you know, so he can, you know, you know, because they're not talking at the time. Like, cause I have no other way to know, and I only can get my information from you. That's why I took it the way that I took it. But I don't know if something happens in a later episode that kind of lets that out, cause I haven't made it that far yet. But. Um, I think no. Actually, I, I made it one more episode. I made it to four. But anyway, I <laughs> I, uh, I thought that's what he meant by that, and, and you know, and if it is the way that you said it is, I can see him probably needing to have a conversation about that, and just saying, hey, for me because I don't know. At least so far, I haven't seen them have too many conversations. This is this is the first time we see. I think this is the first time I saw Lawrence. Um, I think in the season i think because so, i know him and Issa they split yeah. i think that was yeah, that same outside of the, yeah outside of him
0: and Issa splitting at the end of episode one this is the first time that we're seeing lawrence again so there's no other there's been no other anything else
1: yeah so i like yeah i think that's what it was i'm just still trying to figure out what but even even so i still think you should always give him a chance like give him a chance and let him fail pass or fail on his own like at but, this point he, Go ahead. What you about to say?
0: Lawrence is allowing the barometer for what he's doing, and he says it in the when he's talking to Derek when they take her him away at Simone's party. He says there are deadbeats not even trying to be in their kids' life. At least I'm trying to be here. Why are you measuring yourself against deadbeats? So you want to do the bare minimum and get praise to be to but that's not no. What can you do, Lawrence? What can you do to be the best? That you can do? Did you ask your job if you can move back? Did you ask your job for paternity leave? Did you ask them if you can be remote for maybe the first three months of your baby's of your baby's life? Like, what 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 were you doing? You're just saying, oh, well, I'm here, unlike Debbie. So every so Kendola should be swooning at my feet. No, nigga. Like, are you crazy? Like when he canceled last minute. So like we saw him taking remote phone calls he was on a he was in a meeting remotely so working remote is it seems though it can be a possibility so did he ask again for paternity leave or did he ask can he just work remote for a couple of months can he have a hybrid schedule so maybe he can spend more time back in la like maybe he works three days from home so he can leave on friday be in la for the whole weekend and then work remotely monday tuesday Fly back so this way he's with his kid for four, for three days, three, four days, instead of just two days on the weekend. Like, did you do all of this? But no, you're concerned with, I'm not being a deadbeat. That's not enough. And that's not fair to compare yourself that, 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 that be the barometer. And so he's like, I'm just doing, I'm doing over the bare minimum. So I'm, I'm good. And it's like, no, even when he canceled the last minute, he didn't even, he apologized to Candola, but she had plans. He didn't bother to think, well, is me canceling going to affect anything for Candola? Can I possibly just send her money for a nanny that night for a babysitter that night? Can I buy her dinner? Did he, he took, a, he took a job with more money to support his child. So you can't be, so if you can't physically be there, what can that money do? Can you pay for a living nanny for Candola? Or a nanny who comes twice a week. Something like, what are you doing with this job that you're like, oh, well, uh, the job that I took that you knew I was taking and so I could so I could provide for us blah, blah, blah. What are you providing? Because honestly, for me, it was excuses that he was providing.
1: Really? Yeah. I ain't take it like that. I, I get why you do after you said what you said but i feel like like i do i think he could have done more yeah but i also i also look at it like this like maybe he just didn't know like maybe he didn't know like what he could and could i could not do and i'm speaking from for, from from personal experience because cause there's some things that i did not know It's some things that i did not think about and like if you're not having that conversation with anybody that's going through it or that has been through it you won't know and i feel like i don't think like maybe is there a chance that he probably like blocked it out and was just like yeah i'm gonna deal with it when i get there like there's there's a high possibility that, that he did that but i don't know if they really show that maybe they show that going forward i don't know don't tell me but uh <laughs> but i feel like i feel like there there's there's always that 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 uh that loophole not i hate to say loophole but there's always that that possibility that maybe he did not know maybe this is this is his first time going through that so he's learning along the way just like she is but when you're surrounded around other women that's probably a a topic of conversation like these are things like men i'm gonna be honest like men don't talk about that like the only and that's you
0: all's problem why you all can't talk about being better fathers that's
1: the problem um I will say we, we do talk about that part of it, but like preparing, like we don't talk about the preparing. Like I only can think of one guy personally that's like, that we have conversations like that, but it ain't like, it's like, you know, we talk about like the God and light or anything like that. It's just like, it may come, it may come like, you know, we may be on that topic or whatever, but like no one talks about the preparing or the pre- preparation or like just some of those little things that, that we should be doing as men. Like, I think most of the things I got that I learned was from women because of what they did not have or what they did have. And I always feel like you can learn from a fool and you can learn from an expert. And so, you know, of course, you know what not to do by watching people who don't do it. And you also can learn the, the equal opposite thing by somebody who does. And I feel like just me being me. And I guess I think I may be, you know, personalize it a lot. Cause I feel like my situation is very similar. Minus some of the things um, I feel like maybe he just didn't know. You know, I feel like he's learning on the fly. Maybe he doesn't know how to do it, but you learn as you go. And I know that's a constant thing. Like my mom was like, "You learn as you go. You learn as you go. Like you're not gonna have all the answers, but you learn as you go." But I do think that men should talk more about that. Um, because we, I'mma, that's not we talk about Kobe. We talk about two chains we talk about everything but that's not a topic of conversation and that's a good thing that we have this platform so we can open the doors up for that and that's actually a topic of conversation for uh one of the episodes i'm gonna have with like the guys because all the uh, all those guys are 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 not necessarily launched but our parents i guess and so you know they offer a different perspective than somebody who's not Um, but i will say that we don't have those conversations as much as we need to like just as just as men
0: and again i feel like part of that is rooted in you all aren't there's nothing that's literally forcing you to do the planning before the baby actually gets here like lawrence even when he's talking to chad he said this is never how i imagined like having my my first child. And I'm like, okay, so you admit that you had some type of thought process or plan, but what in your mind clicks to tell you, like, when does your mind click to say this is happening? So I'm, I'm imagining things, but I actually need to put things in motion. And it's like, again, you all have the benefit of you all can wait until the baby's born. Some men don't even do that. Some men are just oh okay the baby's born they they still don't care and they're still not there but the women just we don't women don't have that luxury as soon as you're pregnant things you as soon as you find out you're pregnant you have to make changes in what you're doing you can't drink you can't you can't smoke you can't do drugs whatever you're doing you can't drink coffee you can't have sushi you should be taking these vitamins what is what 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 does the man have to do nothing and so be, I think that that's taken advantage of and it's not fair and so lawrence just i that's what gives me just little sympathy for him because again kendola like you said they're both learning as they go but because there are physical limitations that make or physical commitments that candola has that forces her to go into mom mode before lawrence has to lawrence was like okay well i'm just gonna keep me I'm going to live my life and then I'll figure out how not even I'll figure out how to be a part. He was just like, okay, I'm here. I'm ready to help how I want to help. Like the conversation, I I watched the episode over and over and I don't think I ever heard once more ask, Lawrence asked, Kendola, what do you need? Like, how can I help you? It's always, this is what I want to do. But sometimes it's not about what you want to do. It's about what that other person
1: needs from you. So I think oh I forgot my point. I think my point that I was gonna make was um if I, I I think for me I just wish I knew more about like what was happening in that between time. Like I think we're gonna find out. Don't tell me, but I think we're gonna find out what was happening in that in between time, and I think maybe that'll change like my views on it but but what's that? I think baby's up um. but I think um um i think I think uh what. I do. I know what you said about the uh, about the dead beats and like that being the barometer. But like, like if you don't have like, what else do you compare it to? Like, you like,
0: compare it to yourself. What What do you know that you can do? Are you honestly doing everything that you think you can do for your child? Like, are you really putting everything into it? Because people will say that about mothers very, very quickly. One thing, once a woman becomes a mother, people really feel like that's her entire identity. Something that gets thrown at women very quickly. Whenever you see a woman doing something, don't you have a kid at home? Don't you have a kid at home? Maybe I paid for a babysitter so I can take my ass to Miami. Maybe that's what I did. Maybe you should mind your business. But I'm pretty sure if a man decides that he wants to go on a, a boy's trip or do whatever the hell he wants when he has a newborn baby at home, No one's saying anything, don't you have a family? The only time people will say that to a man is if he's trying to talk to another woman. But if you, if it's just like, oh, he has a baby at home and he just wanted to go to Puerto Rico just to chill. No one's saying to me, you don't have a baby at home? Because that's his whole identity is not being a father. And so it's just, it's so are you doing the most that you can do? So the shots where you have, when they were doing like the split screen of what they were doing and like they, Lawrence was, I guess they had closed on a new space and he was popping bottles of champagne. Was that necessary? Are you signing the paperwork? Sign the paperwork and go home. Get on a flight and go see your son. Like Pandola was like, you don't even check in. So... He was like, "I have to work. Popping champagne is not working." (laughs) And when the split screen, he was fucking a bitch. That's not
2: working. (laughs) You
0: could have been checking on your son. Stop, motherfucking playing with her. That's not fair. And that's another thing because you're not because you didn't give birth because the expectation is that the baby the baby's not breastfeeding from you or anything like that. You have the ability to be away from your child. Shorty, who he was on a date with at first didn't even see she didn't even know that he had that he had a child on the race Kendo, you think condola can show up to a date pregnant and someone not know that she's about to have a baby
2: you think <laughs> a, a
0: man is going to come over to condola's house and not see that she has a baby he has more freedom and he's taking advantage of that freedom so no i don't, the barometer should be are you doing the most that you can within your means to be the best five you are. And I do not think Lawrence was doing it. And then on top of that, to add insult to injury, when he comes over and he's like, and don't wait, let me back up. I do think Condola overreacted and was being too much at times. The yeah. carrot incident, too much.
1: Yeah, I've been Said there. When
0: he came to get, when he came to get Jaw. And he was fussy. And she was like, give him to me. Try, Let him try and calm the baby down. Yeah, it's okay. Give him let a him chance. try and calm the baby down. But then the whole interaction, and he says, when you blew my life up, you all had consensual sex, Lawrence. You need to calm the hell down. I don't... W- Men who try to act like women are all trapping them with babies need to cut it out. You all a grown men having consensual, unprotected sex, but you all want to play victim. If you know you don't want a damn kid, snippity snip that shit up. <laughs> or wrap it up. Or the birth control. everyone was tweeting about the birth control for men. Take your pills. Stop playing victim. Question. If this is a situation in which you feel you lack control in then you do what you can to take control of the situation. You make it so you can't get her pregnant. Don't sit here and play the victim. But men don't want to do that. And that's not fair. Blew your life No, sir. (laughs) You all both had a hand in this. Yes, did Condola say she didn't want kids and then she walked back and she decided she was going to have the baby? Yes. That was, people will change their minds. But don't sit here and say blew your life up like this is just something out of left field and you wasn't having sex, you wasn't having conventional sex with her, and yeah. now you want to play the victim. But then let it be a different situation where a woman is a victim, and once again, calling back to our earlier conversation, people will blame the women and say, well, what did you do? How could you have prevented this? Okay, Laura, so how could you have prevented having a child? Let's talk about it. Fourth grade sex ed. What can you do? You can abstain. You can wrap it up. You can get a vasectomy. You can take the pill. Take your pick. You have plenty of motherfucking options.
1: I will say, I I think you might have hit it on the thing. Though I want to say, did they have a conversation about about continue like keeping it, or like maybe maybe that's what he meant by that? Because I was like, I want to say they might have had a conversation, but she decided, and I think that's when he told Issa.
0: Because he was, Kendola was married before, correct?
1: Yeah. Oh wow, man, I don't know.
0: I feel like the the thing was she was married before she had got a divorce, and she said she didn't want to have children. Hold
1: on, children. One Yeah, go ahead. Let me let me pause one second.
0: Oh, go okay. Ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I did look it up, so yes, yeah, she was married, got divorced, and then she was like, she didn't want to get married again. So I was looking to see if she like explicitly said, in, but I mean, I think she I was trying to confirm, but I was pretty sure that she explicitly said someplace um, in season four that she didn't want to have kids. And so that's why everyone was like, well, why would you keep the baby? You said you didn't want to have kids, which I mean, I get I understand it's hard to have that conversation with someone. They say that they want one thing and then it changes so i understand but i still think that the phrase blow my life up is completely inappropriate because you are still like you know what possible consequences of sex are like you know but i can't i haven't found anyone anything specifically that says um that she said that she didn't want to have kids, but I'm pretty sure that's what it was. And that was part of everyone's shock when she said she was pregnant and she wanted to keep the baby because we were, I'm pretty sure she had said she
1: just didn't want to have kids. True. Okay. And I think that was the only thing that I felt like I really had like a hard pause with Lawrence on on that one out Cause you kind of, you knew, but maybe I think the decision to do is what, what might have uh what what he might have meant but because I, I really don't know what he meant by some of the things he said i can only imagine but just being in that shoes and just having someone just kind of dictate and manipulate the situation for you especially i guess for me like when you're trying when you're trying your damnedest to do and someone's still moving a goalpost on you i can understand mm-hmm. how he would feel in those situations but it's good to hear You know what a woman would think In this situation too But I think That's what my situation with his Differs a little bit Um, Because it's, It's It's not that I don't think it was never like an effort thing on my thing. I think it's more of an effort thing on his. I was like you could, you could have tried a little bit better. But it's like, what, it, what, what, it, what, what links did you go to do X, Y, Z? And from what, just based on this episode, what we've seen in the past two or three episodes, I don't really have anything to go off of. So like, maybe we do have to revisit this at a at a later point. But just just me going through the motions of just knowing what it's like to have somebody like choose everything, the time, the place, dictate everything, what you gonna do, what you gonna do, the family saying this, the family saying that now you got this bad rap because of whatever. Who knows what they're thinking? They don't really know you, they're not really giving you that chance. I like, I can honestly say that. Just for just looking at it like him trying to do the things now, like maybe he wasn't there then, but he's trying to be there now. I think he gets some credit for that from me, just as somebody who wasn't allowed to, you know, and I don't, you know, really know the logistics of that. Like I said, like maybe they show something a little later, um, in the, uh, in the show, but, uh, just i think he gets credit for there for, for for definitely trying like could he do better yeah but i think he's learning because this is probably like the first time he's actually really had to sit down and think about this and try to figure out how you're gonna make a and b connect but if i'm Lawrence and i'm in the position that he's in because he's in san francisco now right yes okay so if he's in san francisco and i think condola lives in la like it's it's a short flight like i probably would be able to make that flight if he's making the kind of money i think he's making He's working in silicon valley he's making it So I feel like if you could, I would definitely do it. I would try for these things, but, like, he may not know about, like, paternity. He may not know about, um, you know, like, some of these things, because, like, for a lot of places, you don't really get it. Like, so he may not know. So I'm going to have to shoot with some bell on that, but I feel like if you live in California, like, it's a pretty liberal state, they may have something set up in place for, for dudes out there But I do think Like if I can make that trip I would just hop on the plane And make that trip Like just to do it Just me being me Um, I don't You know Know if he starts doing that But I feel like he was trying But I do feel like He got snubbed When he actually came to get him And she was like No And he was just going right down The street Like let I feel like Let him have that chance Like I don't think That anybody has the right To keep you from family Like like that's a horrible thing to do Like I understand she's going through She probably had to feel like she was doing on her own Like she said like I've been doing Like like yeah Like, But I, th- th- like, I can only go off this episode Cause I feel like Just based on this episode Like I can't say that she offered You know made that A two way street of communication Maybe I see something later on But I just feel like Like he's trying Like give him a chance Like he ain't perfect But I think as time goes on He's gonna get better I hope Don't tell me, but (laughs) uh, you know, I feel like he gets better because it's a learning process. Like everything that you plan for that you think you're going to plan for, like it always oftentimes it doesn't go as planned, especially with that. So like you can, you can have, you can know, like Andre said, you can plan a pretty picnic, but you can't predict the weather. Like you, you don't know. So you can only do (laughs) the best that you can, like given the circumstances, like no matter how well, you know, a person, what is this? No matter how well, you know, a person, what is that? Felt like it was a booger on my leg. <laughs> it did. It felt like it was rolling. I don't know where it went. I kind of like wiped it off. Like maybe it's on my rug. Maybe it's on me. But anyway, but you know, you you can even if you know all the variables, all the factors that play. Like there's still a chance that somebody could just pull the rug from up under you. So you know, but I, I like I said, I, I I relate to him not being able to or not feeling comfortable enough or. Knowing how to navigate that situation And just speak up as a man on that Because if If you being I don't know I ain't gonna say railroad If you being like kinda What's the word I can use here
2: Mm.
1: Not allowed I guess Or like you know not giving that freedom Or or space to do so Like it, it makes it kinda hard for you to know What you can and cannot do And you know like the whole carrot incident Like I can see that happening I've been through that Like you know It was like I'm somebody who's like Chill Like it happened It's okay But And I just felt like She was overreacting A little bit But I am like Something else is going on With her Like Kelly I definitely think Something's going on With her Um, I don't know what But I definitely know Something's going on Well besides Postpartum or whatever But um I think she's I think I do think That he has had Like a little a break in you know like reality for me, I think like maybe the like the scene when they cut to the scene with a girl like maybe that was his escape from reality. I think that's what he's done in the past, that was his escape, you know, trying to do that, and I think a lot of a lot of dudes do that sometimes they kind of use that as an escape from reality or so they don't have to think about it or or certain things like that, so I think that's why that scene was important um. But maybe he trying to like go maybe and I think I honestly think that maybe he had just one idea of how this this would go and it didn't go that way and I think it was I think it was a lot based on The relationship that they had between the two of them like you know like if you know you know your best friend like y'all know y'all have a great relationship you know when when she says this you know she means that you know what i'm saying like i think it may Mm -hmm. have been a little bit of that going on like just because of like the relationship that they had like how well they knew each other like he probably expected certain things and she probably expected certain things on her side as well and i think that i think that's probably why he has this caught off guard look to it like you know like well damn like y'all just kinda just chose this like why why wasn't I involved or whatever. You know and that that was my taking on it, it just because of, you know, you know, some things that I've been through that uh that just kinda had me thinking. But like it was definitely something like where it was something in there that just kinda made me just want to cry. And I'm trying to think of what it was. Um I wanna say I want to say the whole the thing at the end was a thing um, how did you, I, I, th- I want to say the family treating him weird you know and we got to talk about his uncle say so you need another $5 <laughs> I thought that Child, was funny $5 about
2: <laughs> yeah. I thought that oh was kind of gosh.
1: funny Do you need another $5 but yeah uh, but, I, but I, I will say that he was like once he got there he was actually trying I could see him trying to be the best that he could be it may just not have an all the answers because who does he talk to because we don't really see we've never seen his parents in there have we
0: mm, i mean at the baptism yeah it
1: is. okay that was the only time and i think the only other yeah friend, that's the only time the only other friend he has is that one friend that uh that asked him like about his shirt the, about the shirt size or whatever that's yeah, the only chad. other friend chad That's the only other friend we see, so you don't really see his interaction with any dudes like this. So it's like, I don't know if he has just like the resources or you know, and maybe they just haven't shown that, and maybe that's on purpose or by design.
0: But no, what makes me question, even if he's talking to people, is Lawrence's mindset. So even when Derek pulls him to the side and has the conversation with him, and he already makes the one to me very stupid comment about at least he's not a deadbeat, he also says to um he says to derek that hate that derek and tiffany's situation is different because they're married but derek was talking about communication derek is not talking about being married no matter married or not you have to know how to communicate with your with candola you all have a child together but you have to know how to communicate so pointing out that derek and tiffany is married is very dismissive and i feel like it is lawrence trying to make excuses who cares if this couple is married? That does not mean that you, that doesn't absolve you and Ken the fact that you and Candola are not together does not mean that, oh, well, you all don't have to know how to communicate. You're bringing up shit that doesn't matter. You have to figure out how to communicate with her. That's, True. It's period, point blank. And so that's why the couple of interactions that we do see him have, that conversation that he had with Derek, I feel like he was being very dismissive and he just did not want to listen He wanted to continue to do things his way. The conversation he was having with Chad, you know, Chad, again, Chad said the baby is fresh, like he is a newborn. How can you already be a deadbeat? I feel like he has Chad, who's agreeing with him, but again, parenting does not start as soon as the child is born. There was planning and preparation that had to be done that you opted out of Lauren. So that is why they were looking at you like a deadbeat, and he doesn't want to admit that, and then when someone's trying to talk someone, someone, Derek, is trying to talk sense into him, he into him, he's being dismissive it's not until he has that situation on the airplane that he's like, maybe I should get my shit together, oh I think so, that might
1: have been the thing too, that, 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 that cool. bothered me, that was it, when the plane had the turbulence, that was it that got me they got they got the they got me to pay my water bill quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Cause just imagine like you you gone like you on a plane, don't you know, you ain't talked to your parents, ain't talked to nobody, you ain't got to see your baby, you ain't got to see nothing. Like I can only imagine me being on a plane, the plane getting a little rocking, I'm n ne- I'm never getting to see my kids again. Yeah. Like that's the first thing on my mind. Like, who, like what, what, what are they gonna do when I'm gone? Like that, that made me feel away. Like I was just like, that's kind of crazy for him just to kind of be starting, and then it to be taken away because that it happened to me. Like, like, I, like I, I don't know if I told my dad that when I was three. So I don't mm-hmm. remember a lot of things, but I do remember a few things that people don't think I remember. But like when when something like that is taken from you so young, like that that does something to you, and I don't want that to be a cycle for me so when when that plane got a little shaky i honestly thought something was gonna go on because it's the end of the season i thought he was gonna die I <laughs> ain't gonna lie to you and he oh ain't never had a chance to be with your baby like that would have bothered me that would have bothered
0: me i mean clearly it bothered him because when he got home he called condola and said this isn't working and she agreed um and i was very happy that he called her as opposed to texting yeah. her yeah. so i do hope that that is the start of them having better communication and having a better co parenting relationship, and Lawrence trying to be the best father that he can be, and that he is measuring himself against himself. And he starts to look at, well, is there something I can do better today that uh, just something that I can improve on that I maybe just didn't do as well yesterday? So I do hope that that starts down the road for him, but honestly, for the majority of the episode, I still stand by Lawrence who's making excuses but I I do agree that there were moments in which Candola was doing too much I
1: agree um I'm going to give him a little bit of bail, though. I'm going to shoot them some bail. I'm going to shoot him just a little bit of bail, at least until, at least until I see something else. And I'm going to come back and have to eat crow or not eat crow, just depending. But I want to say about them having communication, I think, like, where does that start? Like, I don't, like I said, I ain't, I ain't made it that far yet. But for me, I'm just thinking, like, like how do you start that like for for them like how do you start that and like like was there was there ever an opportunity for for both of them to sit down between that period of time to reconcile and figure that out cuz i feel like something should have been done on both parts i don't think it should just be on one party to do or don't i think it should be an effort at least like and that's that's what i kind of meant by like give him a chance like give him a chance to fail give him a chance to pass too and vice versa
0: but okay, so I was looking it up. So it doesn't say exactly what Kendola said. It was, what is it? Kendola hates uh, the house early. Kendola rebounded. It seems like after some party, and after everyone left, Kendola pointed out that Lawrence divided himself, even though she had a great time with him, which led Lawrence to believe. Nikki might have been right, Nikki was Condola's friend. While Condola insisted she never considered him a fuck, boy, fuck buddy, Lawrence reminded her of a previous comment she made about not wanting a family. So I think that's what was the comment that everyone was like, well, she said she didn't want a family, so why she keep get the baby? Condola claimed she never, she never said that she didn't want a family, but admitted she didn't have any current plans to remarry because of her recent divorce. And then it goes on to talk about when Kendola tells him that she's pregnant and that he's the father, she noted his she noted his involvement in their child's life is his choice. So I feel like what the it seems like what is is being uh, implied was that she said, you know, your the involvement is your choice. And then it seems like Lawrence picked the avenue of just keep me posted and so it seems like there wasn't a time where they tried to sit down and have a real conversation about what they plan to do or how they plan to co-parent because again just keep me posted is very it's very dismissive because it's one thing so one because again Lawrence hit her with this you blew my life up so I do think that Automatically, once you get pregnant, there is uh, there is this. Well, were you trying to trap me? Now are you trying to keep me around? Blah blah blah. So I do think that there's this. Maybe Kendola didn't want to be pushy, so she said the involvement can be up to you. She left it up to Lawrence. So if Lawrence, because there's no, again, there is nothing Kendola can do. Well, I mean, there's not nothing that Kendola can do. But if she, Kendola has decided, I'm going to keep this baby. So Kendola knows. I have to start mothering right now. Lawrence can jump in when he wants to. Lawrence decided, just keep me posted. So, because I feel like on the other end, if if the situation was that Condola was calling Lawrence every single month, he'd be like, oh my God, this bitch is crazy. She's calling me every month. Like, what is the problem? So she left it up to him. You can be involved as you want to be involved. Lawrence decided to back off and take the just keep me posted route. And now he's upset with that. So I do, I stand by their communication needs to start with Lawrence saying, I did not meet when I said, just keep me posted. That is not what I meant. That was a very reactive and lackadaisical approach to fatherhood. And that's not the approach I want to take. So now I've, i said that, that's not what I meant. How do we move forward? I, that's how their conversation, that's how their communication needs to start. 100% 100% Lawrence needs to admit that What he said was not what he meant And now they need to figure out How to move forward from there
1: Yeah I would like to see them move forward And just because I think both of them Are genuinely good people But this did show me a side of condola That I did not like I'm going to just say that And I guess just because of Like I don't, like, like the whole he can't go Like that, that really bothered me Because I have been told that and that really made me feel away. That's why like it was a really emotional episode for me. And as time goes on, like more more going to come out about about the story for me. I'll be able to see it and you know be able to to chap it up, but we will definitely revisit this episode for sure cuz I feel like it's going to I feel like something's going to happen It's going to tie back in. Don't tell me, but <laughs> but I know something's going to happen for sure. So I'm gonna have to come back and revisit it though. But um but yeah, and maybe we maybe we maybe maybe we have like a part two of this episode because I think I'm gonna have to go rewatch one more time and just see what I missed. <laughs> Especially since, because I think I watched it like maybe three times, but it's been a while since I wanna say it's been like two or three weeks since the last time I like I watched it. So I'm gonna have to um do it one more time, maybe and just see. But uh Okay but yeah but i know it's getting late i gotta to go check on um the little one make sure she's good so oh. we gotta wrap i wish we would start a little bit earlier but we try life happens um oh, right. that way That's we get more day. time it's not super late but um but yeah what what, what song of the week do you have
0: so even though there's been controversy, and again, I I never really know the full story of anything that is going on these days, but I have still enjoyed Lotto's new album, and I really like um, "Sunshine" with Childish Gambino and Little Wayne.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's I don't know. It's just like it's, it's just a feel-good song to me.
1: I heard it was pretty good. Like I was actually gonna choose one of uh, uh, a childish Gambino song, but I was like, no, I got one one better. Um, really? Yeah. Like after after I was doing, like I said, I've been going back listening to old stuff, like revisiting songs from like certain time periods, and there was this song in here called uh, "Where Is It At?" Where is it at? Not this one. it's called all for you by little brother I don't know if you do. Do have you ever listened to little brother
0: there is some who introduced me I can't even remember who was in college was it in college
1: maybe that was around that time 2005-2006 that's kind of when they were more popular than me at least, cause you know Lil Wayne had that one song that he borrowed they beat from "Can't Stop Won't Stop."
0: Yes, someone I don't like. I remember being introduced to them, but not really keeping up with them. Um, I can see that. Yeah,
1: but yeah. Um, but they got a song on here that they kind of. You will see why I chose this song after after having this episode. But they got a okay. song let's see yeah, it's called um what is it what is it all for you i think i said that's what it was but uh they so 2005 was when i think they first like emerged emerged but uh mm-hmm. but yeah you probably would uh you probably would like some of their songs like it's it's that when you hear the song you'll see why i chose it you'll, you'll see why but it's definitely okay. all for you <laughs> Um, by, by little brother off the album The Minstrel Show, but you, you'll see it once I add it in. Um, and it's a song like as you, it's like it's again, it's like it's almost like Miss Jackson once you go through it, like you look at these songs so much differently. Once you go through it, you look at it so much differently. Um, in hindsight. Mm, okay. and as an adult, so I think you'll like it, but uh, but yeah, I'm gonna add that on there. And you said George was Lotto, Lil Wayne, and Childish Gabino yes sunshine sunshine i'm about to check that out. i heard somebody me i said it was good but we're gonna see we're gonna see um but yeah this was a, a, a pretty good episode starting to get heavy <laughs> but uh <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna get there um it's gonna get there we got some we got some good stuff coming up for you guys but i'm gonna let y'all go um let you go thanks again for participating and joining the show and giving us your time and, uh
0: Absolutely. thanks
1: for having me uh, No problem, it's always a pleasure But uh, good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night to all the internets out there Like, share and subscribe, follow, whatever you gotta do I really appreciate the sharing because that helps when you got reach Because now my audience, now we can reach a different audience Because I'm sharing it on my page, you sharing it someplace else Somebody else sharing it someplace else And we're reaching a whole new realm of people So whatever you guys do just do it (laughs) but uh i'll hit you later enjoy your Okay, you too all right bye all right guys and we have reached the uh, end of the show we're getting ready to get into the songs of the week and i mean i uh, i don't have to uh actually go back and uh edit out jen's name because she said jen i thought she said her actual real name i don't know why i guess i guess because i'm so used to trying not to say names that my sensitivity was a little on alert and then again i haven't done a show in a while so i think that has something to do with it too but i'm gonna go ahead and get into it let me see if i can find that song i thought i had it queued up um, and I just want to add, like, women who keep their 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 kids from their dads, or dads who keep their kids from their moms. You guys are the worst people in the world. Like, I don't understand why. Like, you feel like that's necessary to do, but you know, I just want to throw that out there because there's a lot of people who who go through that, and then people don't really think about how that affects the other the other party on the other end. And um, how it can affect The uh, the the child also And the relationship That that they could have With that other parent And you know The kid has to grow up One day And they're going to realize That all this shit That you guys said Or did uh, Was false You know But anyway Where's that song at? Is it on this one? Nah it should be on this one I'm not crazy Anyway I just don't see it I know it ain't on this one Where is it? Or maybe it's on The Minstrel Show Dang my leg is itching What's going on? Uh, Let's see Let's see Let's see So it is on the Minstrel Show Um, But anyway But like I said People who keep their Their kids from their parents Or the other parent Are pieces of shit Like I don't care What your reason Beyond like murder Or violence Like I don't think That that's um, necessary to do. Let let you know, like, cause now you're depriving a whole family. You depriving the the, the child, uh, the other side of the family, and the child of the other side of the family. Like, you know, let them find out on their own. But anyway, here's a song, um, "All For You" by Little Brother. And again, I don't own the rights to any of these songs that you're hearing today, but I hope you enjoy. This is Little Brother Off the Minstrel Show I don't know why it sounds like
2: this
3: Uh. Time to face it sitting in the middle of the basement holding the jack i'm anticipating he gonna call me back got so much on my mind ain't no holding it back in fact i give a fuck how he gonna react for my first 19 asking where we at never seen him in the spots where we be at for the next couple hours i sat
1: this the no came rang. out no maybe so i said
3: to myself i tried them all yep
1: 2005
3: i went to shoot some ball came back had a message like this show paul then i took to the phone conversation was raw. Shit, I had to let him know that his child was scarred. And right now, we're working through our mess. But I had to
1: get some shit off my chest, so bear with me, y'all. Enjoy, enjoy. Remember to treat people how you to want to be treated. Be so kind to each other. To and also walk away, because people show. can kill them. Kill left and right with the stupid Nobody shit.
3: your photograph amazed how i favored you i remember being young wanting to play with you cause you was a wild and crazy dude and i would understand why my mama couldn't never stay with you from the roots to the branch to the leaves they say apples don't fall far from the trees used to find it hard to believe and i swore that i would always hold my family as long as i could but damn our memories can be so misleading it's misery i hate to see history repeating hope you guys are having a good back. weekend out I there guess that's why me and my girl split and my son is leaving and as usual tell the people
1: you love you love
3: them so while you, wow, you can't because you just I
1: never know when they're gonna be going to
3: an empty house with all the dresses in the cabinets emptied out I think I must have went insane, thinking I was in love, but really in chains. Trapped to this girl through the two-year-old who carried my name. I tried to stop tripping, but yo, I couldn't, and the plot thickened. That shit affected me, largely, because I know a lot of people want me to fail as a father, and the thought of that haunts me. Especially when I check my rearview mirror and don't see him in his car seat. So the next time it's late at night, and I'm laid up with the woman, I'ma make my wife talking about how we go. I'm thinking about child support, this is shit dudes really go through, man, cause cause that they really the think about. It. You can't make it right.
1: It's not often said, but shit that not think so
3: How could I blame you, cause you couldn't maintain. I did the same thing, the same thing. Yeah. Just wanna take the time to let you know. Sometimes it's
2: hard to let my feelings
1: This is uh, All For You by Little Brother featuring Darian Brockington. Off the menstrual Show album from 2005. A lot of you guys probably haven't heard this song. I thought it was fitting. I love this song. I got a couple more songs I like too. Definitely gonna have to go back and go over part, I mean, episode three of Insecure. So that's coming up for you guys soon, also. Just stay tuned and thanks for listening. And like, share, and subscribe, guys. You help the podcast grow in an immense way. And I really, really appreciate it when you guys do. So let's get ready to queue up the. the next song we have is "Sunshine." I probably won't be able to play the whole thing of this because it's pretty new. And let's see who labeled, label Lady Shield. She's on RC. I may be able to, but I'm not sure. But I'm gonna play as much as I think I can play without getting the episode taken down. But here, it, here it is: "It's Sunshine" by Lotto, Lil Wayne, and Childish Gambino. I heard this was a jam, so I'm looking forward to be a jam. Sounds like it might be pretty good.
4: Clarity, they ain't got empathy for me. They stab me. They use my couch when they needed the therapy. So, what they needed, but never took care of me. They side out of sign. treat me like curse. Kill all they hopes and dreams that they won't murder me. It's
1: only three minutes. Sunshine, we'll see on how much me. sunshine and on me. I just let the
4: sunshine on me. Sunshine on me. And this is Jen's song me. of the week. Sunshine on me. I just let the sunshine on me. Yeah, yeah. I'ma cut up Bring out DVVs like the sun up These niggas Stevie To the come up We ain't got my bread up Let them wonder If I ain't do nothing I kept it 100 Pilato for real I ain't never done front They do Lotto, it that hey, Cabbage I do the what I want Trimbing I to run Sunshine on me Every time I leave the crib I got Sunshine. it on me Got it out the mud I did it by my lonely Pop my shit down Being low key Sunshine on me I ain't giving any hang you no peace But the two cent You can get it two piece If I step back Hit you with the two two three Pray for my Enemies thought I need clarity. They ain't got empathy for me. They stabbed me. They use my couch when they needed the therapy. So, what they needed, but never took care of me. They started out of sun. Treat me like currency. Kill out they hopes and dreams if they won't murder me.
1: Sunshine on the right on scene of the songs you're hearing me. today. I'm I just, just a let the sunshine share it. on me. I just let the sunshine on me.
4: God, I just let the sunshine on me. Yeah. yeah. They pull up, wish
3: they would of oh, fame and slime He a booger, I ain't gonna joke him I'ma cook him, sunshine on me Devin booker, them niggas with you They just look as they ain't finna shoot I'ma usually switch them, them, you bitch, they gonna like I'ma sugar, you I'ma Like, that's when jigger, they're out, bitch, i am you Especially me that first right. week i am a nigga, i you like a I
4: for my enemies thought I need clarity. They yeah, ain't maybe, got maybe, empathy so. for me. They stab me. They use my couch when they needed the therapy So what they needed but never took care of me They saw that a treat me like currency. kill all their hopes and dreams if they won't murder me Sunshine
3: on the shot. that boy and I slide off gummy. I I got money, we still a I'm sweeter at I'm that rabbit, like what the fuck happened? Came back and he snappin', came back with a passion. these niggas was capping, they talking on me <laughs> I bought a nine when that COVID hit. She said my Gucci don't go with it Try and be
1: happy, get money to model. My girl hit the lotto, my sons are mulatto, my sons are all healthy. You well, are now listening to I don't
4: have
1: a name for this yet, Radio. This
4: is your host, like A1. You're not you nothing
1: know. but hits. <laughs> anyway, guys, that's the end of my show. Y'all be safe out there. Uh, move with love, move with peace, be clear your intentions. Treat people how you want to be treated. Be mindful of your surroundings. Be mindful of what people may be going through because you never know what they're going through. Everybody's going through something. And just because it's nothing to you don't mean it's nothing to somebody else. But uh, that's it for today, guys. Love you guys. Thanks for all the love and support. Keep rocking with me. And that is it. Peace.